This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Chaney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss, the main host. I'm the main host, Chaney Crab. <laughs> today, on, today on the podcast, we have our friend Dave Rucky. Rucky. He's the drummer of a band called Sentinels that Naveen and I have talked about on this podcast like a thousand times. Probably. And I wore the shirt like probably probably 10 podcasts. Yeah, you've definitely yeah. worn the shirt out on Lord. the podcast. I was actually Love looking that. at your guys' shirts uh, the other day. You were, so I saw wait, the new merch drop that you guys did. Oh, yeah. Kind yeah, of I got like, pumped on them, man. I think they're probably like the best designs we've ever put out. Everything yeah, else, like we had like the one that you have, like that was like one of my favorites beforehand. But I was yeah. like, all right, we're coming back. We haven't put out new merch in like a year because we just haven't had the means to with everything that's going on. So yeah. right. we're like, we got to put out some banger merch. Yeah, the hoodie was uh, really cool. I mean, I don't know if it's something I could wear, but it's really cool. Why? What made it something that you can't wear? Well, it's wear? like, uh, it's white. I don't know if uh, I or no, off white uh, or something like that. It's like it's like beige. Beige, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess I could the, I guess I could swing. I think you it. could rock that. Yeah. I think I could rock the mock-ups it. always look lighter than they are. Like the gray one on our site all the time people are like, "God, if only it wasn't white." And I'm like, "It's gray." And they're like, "Ah, no, nah, still no." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I'm okay. actually yeah. still good on that. I want a black shirt. But like, damn, No, it's really really sucks. cool designs though. You guys kind of have you're like slick with your designs, you know. Very uh Thank you. Yeah, that Very, was done by um I don't know how to contemporary Rui. We'd call it. It was done by who? Yeah. Uh was this guy Rui? I can't remember his last name. Uh, I'll check him out real quick. Um he he's done like a lot of stuff for I'm pretty sure for like Silent Planet, Currents, like a lot of um like the the really like popping off like metalcore bands right now and we just saw like how he kind of incorporates like stuff that like people who love band merch would wear, but then also like people who like streetwear look and like they yeah. go yeah, yeah. kind of that route. So totally, we just dis- decided to go for it, and and he busted those out in like a day. We we're like, oh my god! Uh, but yeah, his name's Ru- uh, Rui Carnero. Um, it's like right. I, I can't remember where he's from. He, this guy's sick though. He he does work for like every pretty much every band I listen to. So we just had to hop on it. So uh, is he doing your? album cover as well or it's just like you're doing merch drops with each single or yeah we uh, he just did our merch um and apparently i didn't know he wanted to work with us for like quite a while so like it was just it kind of like worked out that uh, we were able to make it work and then um we have um somebody else doing our artwork right now hell yeah well is it's like it's like the whole like landscape of it is done we're just kind of getting like all the uh like the text formatted right and all that stuff and stoked on that too mm-hmm. yeah because you guys like didn't you put out a single the other day, Inertia. It's fucking sick, man. It's really good. I like your Thank new you. vocalist yeah. as well. He's very good. I, li- I listened to it three times. Yeah. Um, nice. But uh, so you guys didn't like <laughs> actually announce an album with it, right? You're waiting no, to do yeah, that? This, it was just kind of like the objective was to announce uh, Sharp Tone and, and get like a new single out with it. Like just kind of hit everybody with something. And uh the album is probably just going to come a little bit later because, you know, with everything going on, like, you know, managers and, and the label people are like hoping that touring will come back sooner than later. So they're hoping to do that like slow kind of single rollout. And then, you know, if things are still kind of the way they are, then then we'll be like, okay, album's coming out. But it the album is going to come out like this year at some point. That's awesome. You okay. guys, you guys have had to have have had to have had it done for like a while at this point, right? 
Yeah, we we went into the studio for pre-production in like mid-February, I think. And then like the record was pretty much done instrumentally. Well, because literally we were supposed to be in there from March 1st to the 30th. And like that was it. And then literally it was like mid-March was when everything went awry. So we just like the label kind of was just like, well... You know, and then that's when, you know, Joe and us like parted. So like that also extended time. So we didn't really have any limits, but, you know, eventually time was going on. And like once we finally got Josh in the mix, um, we were kind of like the new vocalist, I'm assuming his name is Josh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and he we got him. he, He lived in Alabama. So we had to like work out flights and stuff like that. And like when it was safe to have him come in. And so, like, it just, like, really extended the process, like, from, like, a time frame of, like, almost four or five months. And yeah. then it was, yeah. like, turned into the label, I think, early September. So we've been working on it and sitting on it for quite a while. That is the worst. Sitting, because, you know, we're yeah, working on an album right now, too, and it's, like, as every song gets done, it just gets more painful to have yeah. to sit on it for yeah. I know. who knows it, how long. Because you're worst. like, this is holding me back. Like, I need this out. Yeah, it's like it's always natural to I think to prefer what you the latest thing you've done and to think that that's like it moves your band forward. So to know that you have that like hidden, yeah, and people can only hear yeah. shit that you put out a couple and of it's years like ago. Times one hundred when you're in the when you're in the band, you know, yeah. you're like, if if this album came out, I'm gonna be so huge and famous. <laughs> it's gonna just set us off to the next level, dude. You know, yeah. of course it never like, happens, but. <laughs> Hey, the man, thing the- is, like, I want to show everybody. Yeah. And I, like, I want, I want everyone to hear it, but I'm like, well, it's technically not our property, so it's like right. we can't just be, you know, yeah, yeah. sending it out. It, and it's, it's a pain. <clears throat> but like, I know that like the wait will be like worth it. And you know, we we had no idea how like this first like single release was going to go because you know we're still like a very small band, mm-hmm. and like seeing the 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 reactions like the first day and and whatnot and the reception to Josh. Cause that was another thing that we, like, as much as we love him and love what he's done with our music, people still like, you know, they'll, they'll shit on anything. Of course. So we were yeah. just like, let's just hope, you know, every, people like it. And overall, like the response was great and, and we couldn't have been more happy about it. And like, there were so many people like in the comments, like saying like, finally this band, you know, got some recognition like they deserve or some like that. And, and I was like, holy shit, like a lot more people are aware of us than I ever thought. Totally. And like they've been following us pretty pretty much since the beginning, which I had no idea any of those people were still around. Which how long have you guys been a band? Um, they they became a band in like 2012, and then their first EP, oh my God. Dro- yeah, dropped in 2013, and I joined in like summer of 2015, and I'm I'm the third drummer like in oh, in wow. their whole like world of. Uh, member changes it's like vocalists and drummers like they've had the, we've had the hardest time wow with. it's the opposite of our band yeah, <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's everybody else yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow yeah, but, we got that portion locked yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> oh my god but i mean that is a long time to be a band and you know we toured together what it, it's been two years at this point that was technically the last tour that we actually did was that tour because you know was that the last show or was Des Moines after that no we played like a one-off in Iowa festival yeah. after that but that you know the tour ended in a, a pretty like fucked up fashion 
I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it was awful for betraying the martyrs. For us, we were oh, just yeah. like, you know, we're close to home, so we're gonna leave. And that, I had no idea that that was gonna yeah. be the for last. For listeners thing that who don't did. know, there, uh, we were on tour. This is how we met Dave and Sentinels, his band. Uh, we went on tour with Betraying the Martyrs. Yeah. Sentinels. Well, within, other bands. within destruction. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah. Ha- like midway maybe Be- uh, literally the halfway point halfway like point crazy it was like after- on the drive from la to sacramento yeah mm-hmm. their trailer apparently lit on fire right like something with the generator yeah i don't know happened. but their trailer lit on fire and then we were just like if well if they're going home we're in sacramento and we live in santa cruz like that's three hour drive yeah well because every yeah. date every date after the sacramento date was just getting further and further from where we lived so it's like so for you guys you know you're like real we had to go yeah Yeah. Yeah. we had to like get back somehow (laughs) but like and also i remember you guys were like you were like spending like quite a few days like trying to like fix your trailer and stuff like that so you guys were having like we had issues as it was so like it was perfectly understandable and then like i had to talk to luca from within destruction after Mm -hmm. the show i was like so are you guys still trying to play shows? Uh, yeah. Because we're trying to make this happen. And, you know, and I know that shows are getting canceled. And Luca was just like, we're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And, like, he, was, he was like, we're going the same place you are. Yeah. We're not fucking missing any shows. We're going. And like, we went through Canada. I was like, holy it shit. It sounded like, like yeah, it, the, the, it did okay. I mean, after with just did, you guys, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they were just, they were just in the States a couple months before with um, Lorna Shore on like their headliner Uh and people like went nuts for them. So like they, we actually were pretty lucky to like still have them like headlining like above us. Cause like even last minute, like with less than a day's notice, like there were some kids that would show up to these shows. Like that were, most of them were rebooked. And then Mm -hmm. the last show was in Hartford, Connecticut. And that, that show still kind of went on as, as planned. And then our friends in currents, who are from Connecticut had an off day on their tour and they actually headlined that, that show. That and show was probably insane. Was all, yeah. Connecticut shows all, are crazy. Yeah. What's yeah, the name of like the, fi- go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was like 50, it was like 50 people like away from like selling out that day. And I was like, all right, this, this is a good way to send it yeah. off. And yeah. like, because they've taken out us out for like so many times, like Hartford is basically like our second hometown. So totally. like we, we, we have such a great time whenever we go there. What's the name of that venue? In Hartford, Web, the Webster, it's like yeah, Webster yeah. Theater, then yeah. Webster Underground. Yeah. Okay. So we that place is we haven't played the theater. We've played the Underground, but every time it's like packed out and people are going fucking nuts. I actually, I have a hematoma that I got on my leg like three years ago because I crowd surfed at a show at that spot. Like wh- while we were playing, I jumped into the crowd and people threw me back on stage and I landed on the corner of a stage monitor. And it it Fuck. took my breath away, and it just hit my leg like it was so fucking oh bad. She God. still has like a. Like I still a, have a ball of like you know like I should probably get it drained. It's really <laughs> fucked up, and if I think about it too much, I will like have You're a like, panic attack. Oh yeah, I should get that looked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but man, Sorry. that place goes. That place is off. insane. Yeah, dude, I Kids love there. like. Crazy. I think we we played there uh, twice. No, yeah, we yeah. played there like three times because there was one time when Evan's bass got fucked up. I know, but that was Intronaut. Yeah. And then the second time was with... Uh, Allegiant. Uh, uh, Allegiant, yeah. yeah. And, and then something else. I can't really remember. Yeah, I don't know. But that place rules. That place I, yeah. I love playing that place. Every, every time we played there, um, and like we've headlined there twice, um, 
like on some little runs and like even still for like a, a tiny band our size like kids still come out and i'm like i love this place yeah. and yeah, like that's awesome. it may it may be in kind of a a sketchy area but like the kids that come there are like pretty much family and yeah. like I, I love it there the yeah. promoter there is amazing like we've all always been taking great care of there that's a good yeah time. that venue I went, is awesome I, I got a haircut like down the street there and the barber gotta, the barber was gotta, like aren't you like aren't you uh kind of afraid and i was like afraid of what and she was like oh just like getting jacked like just being out here you know <laughs> yeah and i was like i Dude, I'm like some guy on tour. I don't. You could try to jack me. I don't have anything for you to take. I mean, take like my wallet. You yeah. know? <laughs> There's not much going on. You can take my. You can on. take my drink tickets for but the Webster Theater. I got theater. like the best right. haircut ever down the street. Yeah, you were looking and there's cool. actually our promo photo was us like coming out of our van for a long time. Yeah, and it's at Webster. It is at Webster. And I had just got that fresh haircut when I was still getting haircuts. Yeah, it was actually I think the when. night that Evan's base got broken. Yeah, and Evan's base got fuck kind of broken. <laughs> yeah, kind of a funny Jeez. story. Like have uh, have some wild show experiences and get a killer fade, but you know, watch your back. Yeah, <laughs> like, watch your back. That. Apparently, I had no idea until I just heard through the grapevine that that area was sketchy. I just walk around an yeah, area I don't, that we're playing you know yeah I, I never i never minded i never was like afraid for my life over there i just always hear about like it being sketchy <laughs> yeah, like same. hey let go check on the van like once an hour i'm like yeah okay well like, like, like they usually let you park right like we always park right in front yeah you know there's like a yeah same for bands so i mean that's pretty good and then i think what yeah uh, another thing that happened there was like a crazy mob of like a hundred dirt bikes mm -hmm. and like ATVs and those little mini bikes oh, yeah. went by. You remember that? Yeah, I totally It was crazy. That. Like it was so loud yeah. and like like Mad Max Fuck. just like I always wonder out. what's up with those kind of like mobs of motorcycles. Dude, it was people. sick. How do, was, they, how do they find each other? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know? Dude, I was like, I damn, that it. is sick. I've never seen anything like that. Like in the middle of a city, just like hundred dudes on dirt bikes and like little uh mini bike you know like those little from like the dmx video and stuff oh, like yeah, those little mini sure. bikes yeah dude it was sick <laughs> like there's still communities of people like that that's incredible <laughs> i know like they have like a, a facebook like group together like All right, we're gonna mob through hartford and it's so loud like it just took over everything another another story i have about that place is we got those super bomb eggplant parm sandwiches i don't remember those we had they got okay, great food around there. Yeah, they Love had really it. good food. We we stayed in a hotel like not that far from there because we had a day off. Mm -hmm. And I I remember I went by myself. I was like, I'll go get us some food. And I went to this deli and we, I got we, us. We, that's these, when we were staying there. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. And I got us like everybody an eggplant parm yeah, sandwich. Totally. And it was like super good. You know what's it, actually weird now that you're saying that? That I uh that bothers me about not being on tour is actually that I I became hip to DoorDash and Uber Eats, like mm -hmm. in the in the time off. Oh damn! So yeah. it, it's so kind it's of a on. bummer that I haven't been able to like go around and explore my DoorDash <laughs> options because now I'm addicted. Yeah, I'm I'm used to the same shit like just over and over again here. Where I'm like, dude, I I miss when I could like pull up DoorDash and be like four different in and outs in the area. <laughs> like, so you were using DoorDash up. on tour. You were You're a already user. hip to it. Yeah, it's only because like Danny, like he is hip to everything. Yeah, he seems uh, okay. pretty hip, dude. He he, he did. Yeah, hip. he's he's, he's hip. I, 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 think, I think my man had Yeezys. 
You know? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, his clothing <laughs> is on lock. He apparently is hip to the food yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. he, everything. He's because he's a, he works in he's always worked in restaurants, so he's like uh, big foodie too. He's basically like that millennial where it's like, yeah. uh, he, like he's just hip to everything. Like he had Yeezys on tour. I'm like, why do you bring those on tour? I was like, that's yeah. insane. I mean, he I was like, cool, why do you even but, own them? I was yeah. like, I'd be afraid to get them dirty. And then I bought a pair because he just like would influence me in that way. Like where I just oh, kept dude, seeing him yeah. wear shit. I'm like. That's actually pretty sick. Or yeah. like, you know, <clears throat> the newest apps or whatever. I'm surprised he didn't tell me about Tidal, the, like that new streaming service. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know nothing about it. And then our manager was like, hey, you're on uh, Rising Metal's uh, cover playlist of Tidal. I'm like, the what? fuck is that? Yeah, but I know. Sick. I don't know what Tidal is. I've only I'm been seeing the name places. popping up recently. Tidal and Deezer is another one. I see them. But do do people listen to music on them? I'm, I'm guessing so. I mean, like, Defonce, like, the other day was just like, dude, if you have Spotify, ditch it and get Tidal. And I'm I'm so curious about it, but I just would hate to, like, get a whole new app ready and get all my music all in there again and, like, just have to I mean, refine I already got stuff. all my likes, you know, my liked songs. I know, dude. and I'm, I'm interested in the specs. Like, can, mm-hmm. are they sending me artists in a similar fashion are the playlists going to be as good um yeah, the spotify playlists are the spotify are app is is like pleasing yeah. for my eyes to look at as well yeah exactly and like the whole like release radar thing where it's just like yeah it basically curates a playlist you guys were on, on my you... release radar oh shit yeah. nice there you go radar now you know that yeah. now you know that your label is working for you yeah bro. you're getting some love dude <laughs> Yeah, finally. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> feels, feels good, man. No, I was like, dang. I was like, dang, they're on my release right now. That's sick. And, and that's hella professional. And I checked it's it out. It's crazy. Again. It's a good single, by the way. The drumming's crazy. Dude, thank you, man. I, I when when we were like picking singles, that was not one in there. We were like, how the fuck could this ever be a single? Mm-hmm. And yeah. but like it was just a, a band favorite and then um and Josh, especially our, our vocalist, was like, dude, that's got to be. There's just something about it. And I was like, we'll see. But, I mean, like, here's our picks. And then double-checked with, like, the label. And then they sent them back their picks. And it was, like, basically half ours and half, like, their picks. And they were like, we trust this. It'll go well. And the first one was that one. We were like, let's go. Because this song is just relentless. And we were like, if they think it'll work, then yeah, by all means, let's try it out. Well, so... What do you think made other songs more single worthy? Do they have singing in them, or are they like more uh, like no, is the song like, structure different? Or? It's, it's definitely more of like uh, I don't want to say it's the, not like pop based like song structures or anything like that. But yeah. there's still there's still no singing. It's all just you know screaming. Like we did talk about incorporating cleans for like a nice like underlying effect in some parts, but like not as like a big main vocal. Yeah, but we just you know, time restraints and like, we couldn't really figure it out. Like the stuff in the background, like the ambience was like actually like doing the same melody we were thinking of. So we were like, not this time, maybe another time. Um, but like the other singles, like they had kind of like a repeating hook that we all found catchy Mm -hmm. that like our producer found catchy. And we were like, you know, we, there's maybe something to it or it just had like a, a nice strong ending. But, uh, we, we always did like flirt with the idea of inertia being a single. So the fact that it is, and, People are hearing it now, and they're taking it pretty like pretty well. I'm I'm stoked. So, you know, hopefully they just like everything else that's to come. Yeah, totally. I mean, to me, it, it's a well written song. You know, you like it's got that catchy chorus line. It's got things that repeat, like the right things repeat. You guys, to me, are just like a catchy band in general. So it, I think that it fits. It works really well. 
Thank you. I, I mean, that blows my mind to hear like anyone think our band is like catchy because it's, it's it's like it's just it constantly is evolving or like or things are changing or not repeating as much. So like yeah. to hear people's like different reactions to it is always like it's awesome. And like that one is one of the few like where things don't really repeat as much. And like it is just a constant changing song yeah. of, and mm-hmm. just, you know, heavy. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, ma- it's madness. We just looked it up, and there are um, actually. So, who named the song Inertia? I'm curious. Did Danny and David? <laughs> that was actually me. I, I wrote all the lyrics uh, okay. for this one. You, you, a, write, you write you write lyrics. There is, is a Yeezy true? colorway yeah. called Inertia. Yeah, there's a Yeezy colorway we're looking at right now called oh, Inertia. I may, have, I may have to tell Danny about that. <laughs> well, so he I, definitely knows yeah. about it. Yeah, he's like, bro, I have a pair. He opens his closet and he's like, I got 10 of those, dude. I'm ready to sign them. <laughs> I would not be surprised. But yeah, so because Joe left, like, um, well, I, I don't want to say it like that. Did Joe didn't like leave and like we, we didn't like kick him out. It was more like a mutual thing. Like personal things came up for him and like just being in the band, like and filling the duties just unfortunately wasn't an option. Yeah. So like I had already started helping him with lyrics for a couple songs where like the tone was a little bit more like sad or melancholy. Yeah. Like with like the melodies and stuff. So he's not he a sad like, guy. He's not a sad type. <laughs> no, he, he's like, dude, I'm not good at that. So uh, yeah. you, you take the sad emotional stuff and uh, you do that and I'll do the angry stuff. I'm like, okay. And so then I presented my stuff to, to Randy and he was like, dude, this is awesome. And like, you should do the rest. And I was like, oh, wow. Wow. So I have to learn drums for this many songs and now I have to write for X amount of them because there is like yeah. one instrumental like interlude thing on there. So I was like, holy shit, I have to track drums and write for all this. So it was nuts, but it was like, I'm glad it happened because I just, I really wanted to take a different approach this time. Whereas like to a lot of people, the vocals in our band has always been like an afterthought. Or yeah. just some guy Same. screaming over yeah. it. And, yep. and, Same. and they, they don't pay attention to the depth of lyrics. I, yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> I still buy CDs so I can like look at the lyrics. Me too, man. It. I've always been totally obsessed with lyrics. So it, I like hearing that from you because I like your band. And like hearing that there is a depth to the lyrics and that you've actually thought them through. Because for me as a vocalist I can't, and a, a lyric writer, I care a lot about that shit. And I hear mm-hmm. a lot of dudes in metal, especially, they look at vocals and lyrics as being an afterthought. Just yeah. because for some reason, like, you know. some girls on there. Yeah, quick. it's like, like, but to me, lyrical content is so important. Like that generally is a large part of what pulls me in or out of a song. 100%. Like, um, like there's been a couple bands where like, at one point, like the first song I heard from them just opened with a lyric that just kind of made me like, and then I never listened to the band again. Totally. But then I went back later and discovered like this, a whole world of music. And I was like, okay, that's sick. It's just that line kind of made me cringe. And I was like, yeah. Bleh. So like the lyrics are super important to me, especially if I can make out what you're saying. Like, and if it's like speaking to me, I'm like, this is like even better than, you know, just the music itself. Like if it has like that, uh, emotional depth to it. Yeah, it, takes it to it, the you, next you got level. me. Yeah. Yeah, I actually takes it to, the, takes it to like the next level for sure. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Why are you laughing? I'm just because I feel like you're someone who really doesn't care about lyrics. It's not that I don't care. I just don't really pay attention. Yeah. Well, if I, if words like stick out to me, I'll like be like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know? Yeah. But, but that's generally how it starts for me. Like I'll be listening to a song and I'll hear only a phrase because 
Dude, even with singing, I know a lot of people say claim that they can't understand what uh, screamers say or people who do the kind of vocals mm-hmm. that I do say. But, I mean, for me, it's just as much in singing. Like, I can only tell a certain amount of things that they're saying, but, yeah. I'll, but I'll pick out a phrase, and if a phrase sticks out to me, then I want to, like, dig a little deeper into the yeah. lyrics. And it, yeah. it pulls out, like, a whole new world. I mean, dude, for me, that's why, like, bands like Circus or Vive and uh mean so much to me because i think that the lyrics are they're such a huge part of that band and i like could not agree more yeah like circa was like a a huge one for me um like i heard act appalled when i was like 12 on like fuse or something and like the words like even if like i was too young to understand like what it like all meant like like it still would just resonate with me yeah and like I, i would buy albums like specifically and sit there like going through like the, the lyrics and stuff like that. Me and too. Uh, like that all started with Slipknot because Slipknot was like the first band in my house to get like banned when I was a kid because, really? of, be, because of Iowa. Like really? Was, oh, oh yeah. Y'all are hating on some Iowans up in your house, man. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> my, my, my parents were like, Hardcore, like, no, like, they're like um, the Midwest. Like, like, we're Kansas not about City that. Chiefs? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, we don't like Iowa. Corn, <laughs> too much corn. Dude, straight up, like a little bit of a story time. But like, I I saw Duality on on Fuse, yeah, and I was like, this is the sickest thing I've ever heard. And because <laughs> like my parents, like I was the firstborn, and my parents wanted to make sure they did everything right to to raise me right. Oh, dude, I'm yeah. Usually it's the it's other way too. around. Like, all right, we too. screwed that one up. Let's go ahead and do the right thing. No, I feel like my my parents were very much coming from the same position that you're (laughs) talking about. Like my mom really wanted to do well with me because I was the oldest or the first, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't want to like we got to mold this one. Right. We got to make sure it's, you know, all put together. Right. Yeah. And like, sure enough, it was like I went to I had to get my parents approval to listen to whatever I wanted to listen to. And they were like, all right, well, you know, I have to listen to it first and then. If I approve it, then sure. And because I had only heard duality, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what Slipknot sounded like before that. Right. Which is that, that, I mean, that's like the the breakout rock album for Slipknot, you know? That was like the the Tame album. Yeah, I did not know they were the angriest band on the planet. When when (laughs) Iowa came out, how old were you? Yeah. Well, it was 2001, so I was seven. Holy shit. You've been listening to Smell since you? you were seven? When's your no, birthday? no, because no, like... No, uh, I, that's, I, I, duality is not off of Iowa. It's off of volume oh, three. I thought he said Iowa. Yeah. The subliminal yeah, verses. Okay. okay. But, yeah, but so du- what, go ahead. So basically what happened was because I only heard <laughs> duality, I was like, I was like, oh, my parents are going to let me listen to Slipknot. Like I was geeking out about it in school. It was like the biggest day for like... <laughs> it's like, like everyone, alone. fuck you all. I'm listening to Slipknot hey, you tonight when got I got home. home. You should have got a hold of like a clean version. You know, maybe like a greatest hits. Oh, yeah. Or something like I that. Had n- I had no idea. And so my best friend at the time, she was like, oh, my brother has a Slipknot album. I can lend you that. It was like the first, it was like the self-titled one. Like no, it, it was Iowa, like the most hateful record on the planet. And, like I didn't know. So she like gave me like she burned me a copy of it. So there was no parental advisory warning on it. Nothing. Oh, yeah. And I give it to my dad. He was like working construction at the time. So he, you know, he tells me he's going to listen to it on his way to work and on the way back. And he gets home and I'm like waiting at the door. I'm like, what like, do you what'd think? You think? Like, did I listen to it? And, and he just like reamed me out for wanting to even listen to stuff like that. I had Whoa. no idea what he was talking about. 
and he's like telling like repeating lines back to me like i want to slit your throat and f the wound what kind of devil music is this <laughs> wait so are your, are your like, parents super christian is that what was going on like back in the day like very strict with it now yeah. they're like cool christian and like okay, very yeah. very cool like pretty much 180 like yeah. We, we all are very, like, close and, you know, much closer and uh, more, like, mature about, like, all that shit now. So it's, of like, but back in the day, it was, like, very, like, overprotective parent. Yeah. And, yeah. like, now it's everyone's basically friends. Well, the we're, thing with we're... metal is, they don't, like, they don't really realize that it's, like, an outlet. You know, it's not necessarily, exactly. like, I mean, it's obviously not, he's not going to slit someone's throat and yeah, well, F the wound. Yeah. It's just something aggressive and that's like that comes out of you for whatever reason right. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like yeah i don't know i dig that stuff because it's like it's just like that dark side of man yeah i mean yeah. Every, it's like I'm not, there's an evil but, a good and an but evil once you, yeah once there. you get into it more you know you don't really even think about about it you know i'm yeah. not thinking like oh morbid angel it's like this like you know i'm just like oh morbid angel shit. But, you, like, know, you know i <laughs> you know do I mean? how, like, like how, were your parents young when they had you uh, my mom was 21. My okay. dad was, that's pretty young. 26. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty young, man. And I, I do feel like they're like the generation of our parents. My mom's probably five or uh, maybe like eight years older than your parents, but she had mm-hmm. me when she was 20. And I do think that there is something coming from their generation where the kind of music that we listen to, like with crazy screaming and stuff, that's not what metal or rock was to them. And oh, and yeah. uh, on the immediate, it does seem kind of scary. It does Absolutely. seem, you know, I, I could understand why you would be a little frightened that your child was listening to that shit. I mean, my, yeah. my best yeah. friend's mom, like, broke a kiddie CD that he had when, when <laughs> oh we were God. kids. But, you know, it was like, it, uh, there there is something that happened uh, between their generation and ours where it's like, uh, we... We accept like crazier things in some way. Like we're we're more open yeah. to stuff. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because like, like my grandma, like even like she, like she buys all our merch. She supports the shit out of, out of the band, and like she's like still she's like, I just I don't like the the screaming. Yeah, like anything, yeah. everything else. Yeah. I think it's I think it's fantastic. And and I was like, <clears throat> Graham, just wait for our new stuff. You can understand <laughs> everything he's saying. Just and wait, I'm very Graham. happy about that. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> just, just wait, him. <laughs> To us, it's like really we made cool. a pop song, and to them, it's like just the craziest, <laughs> yeah. like, Satan. yeah, noise. <laughs> just you might as well be like having two metal zones and screaming in through them. Oh yeah, dude, the most like that, that's up a, that's our pop song, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's just how always how it's been. That's what I, that's what was kind of cool about being in Animals. Like that was the first band I was in that didn't have screaming, and I was like, my grand. Yeah. You know, my grandma came to the show and it's like, wow, you guys are just great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, didn't, it wasn't turned <laughs> off by anything. Yeah, like, there's nothing getting in the way of the enjoying. <laughs> yeah. like, there so, wasn't like a mosh pit or something. I know. I mean, for, but for me, I was like, there's no pit. This sucks. For me, Over. it's like my family has kind <laughs> of learned to accept it just because I am the one screaming. Like my grandma does not like it at all. But my grandma also got an Entheos sweatsuit for Christmas. So, yeah. you know, oh, they're, yeah. da- they're down to rock it, but yeah. they support you know, uh, uh, not really liking it, which is chill. Yeah, Let's, let's I'll, I'll gladly accept that. Like if, if, if you just completely shut it out or it's like, you are not in a band, uh, like I'm not going to, or like they just ignore the fact just because it's screaming. Like if they still support it and 
you know, and they, they wish you the best in all of it. Like, I'll take that. Yeah, it's I better totally than like agree. being neglected because of like your choice of music or some yeah, shit. Exactly. So like, that's how I think about it now. Cause damn, like trying to get some people to like, even like listen to my band and like, just because it had like screamed vocals, they're just like, Mm-mm. like yeah. just not at all. Right. Like, I feel like get- now though, it's so, I don't know. It's like so common to have. Sc- yeah. Like it's, it's not like it was when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, I'll tell you that me much, either. you know, because I'm a little older than you guys. And when I was listening to metal back in the day, it was like, wow, what's wrong with this guy? Yeah, they thought you were like a crazy psycho. I don't know. I mean, my parents are cool. So like they didn't really think too much of it. Like my mom, I don't know if my mom really knew what I was listening to. And then my dad is a musician. So he's like a big supporter for sure. I mean. But I wasn't about to like give him the lyrics of like a DSide album or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I was keeping that on the DL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Like just like, oh yeah, I like it for the drumming. You know, that kind of a thing. Well, so Dave, <laughs> did you like start by playing metal or drums in metal or did you play drums doing something else when you started? I started um, like really young and it was just with uh, like, you know, either classic rock or like radio rock. So like the first two songs I learned how to play on the drums were Fly by Sugar Ray. Damn. And, uh, and push by Matchbox Twenty. Wow! I thought that was like the hardest shit ever at the time. I was like, "Dude, he's got he's handcuffed in the music video. He's angry. He's <laughs> angsty." I was like, "This is awesome!" Of course. And then <laughs> it, it it was like that that one like stereotypical like looking like metal kid on the bus with like the Jenko like or like the goth pants yeah, like, with the chains the and like kid. the hair like past the ears and <laughs> yeah. just you know, as I lay dying or Slipknot shirt on and like he's the one that like turned me over to the dark side and like showed me all the good stuff. Oh, he's like, all right, dude, I got the the real stuff for you. Yeah. Yeah. He like introduced me to Kill Switch, um, Lamb of God, um, like pretty much all like those, like I don't want to say like the starter bands, but it was like the starter bands for like the new wave of like underground metal. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, Lamb of God when I was a kid was one of, I think that as far as like learning about, um, what a scream could do. Randy Blythe was like my total uh, introduction to that world. That's like, he's yeah. why I fell in love with vocals. I think in the first place, like I had, I'd heard some screaming before that, but screaming hasn't always been as like much of a singing voice as I think it is now. Like screaming, yeah. screaming was a lot more like maniacal and uh, less uh, tamed. A, yeah. in a lot of music and Randy Blythe was really the first person that I heard like really um with the ability to really manipulate his vocals in a in a way that I found super intriguing so I mean it, yeah and he just always here. sounded so he sounded like a monster he, as, he like, did. as a kid who like never heard vocals quite like that I was like this guy is it sounds so evil yeah, and fucking ruled. it was like from there on I was like this guy is like one of the best and like he's stayed so consistent over the years it's crazy and still like incorporating new stuff like in his his palette pretty much yeah totally so, like that was just like that like one of those bands for me it was like them and slipknot i was like let's go and i had to go through the approval process with mom and dad for both of those bands somehow lamb of god made it through but slipknot there's no it's because they through. had god in the name like all right, right. They, all right all right i'll they're, take that. they're cool they, they sh- had a problem with that they're like are they saying they are the Lamb of God? And I was like, <laughs> good Lord, woman. I was like, you're finding any reason to like not let me listen to shit. Just like it really was picking ridiculous. So what led you, uh, like, <clears throat> did you start playing in bands when you were a kid? Or like what led you into the like more metalcore scene? 
Um, well, my first band, like even though I was like well consumed into metal, um, my first band I joined when I was 13 and it was just like a, a rock like cover band with some friends of mine from school. And um, like, so we had some member changes and, you know, and then we just decided let's make originals. And it was like a progressive like rock band. Mm -hmm. And so like we had like a keyboard player in our band who was a little bit older than us, but he was like phenomenal. Like, like worshipped Jordan Rudess from from Dream Theater yeah, and like sure. basically played like he was his son. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. And so we just started writing prog rock songs all the time. And, and that got me like more in tune with like time signatures and stuff like that. But I was always itching to play metal. So I was like trying to play as much of metal drums as I could in this prog rock band. Right. And then just, right. like, you I'm know, I'm going to throw a blast beat in here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I was trying down. to. I like worshipped like Mike Portnoy at the time. So like anytime there was like some crazy part with like a synth and it was like a holdout, like I would just jam as much like 16th note like kicks in there as possible. Dude, I still and... love Mark Mark Point Portnoy. <laughs> I still love Mike Portnoy. I fucking love Mark that guy's Portnoy. playing now. All right, we were watching the Beatles. Yeah, do you Mike. are you into Mike at all anymore? Mike. I don't follow much of his stuff anymore. Okay. Just like ever since he left Dream Theater, like I've tried, like just wasn't too into it. But like I knew yeah. he had like all these side projects and like these tribute bands and stuff. Like yeah, I'm he like talked about in depth, like on his DVD, and I loved it. Oh, he did. That's cool. I'm like a a weirdo, and I really am into dad prog rock, like you know that type of stuff. So he plays for this guy Neil Morse, and I'm hell of into that. And then he love that. So with Neil Morse, he has like a Beatles. Uh, thing that they do <clears throat> and it's really fucking good well, all and the I, prog would have got approved by yeah parents. all of the prog i mean prog sounds pretty like right. christian rock be good to go. so your parents <laughs> are probably really down <laughs> they'd be like, wow. because, they'd be like dave, dave is just doing such a yeah what a great he's guy. praising great god kid. in there i mean neil yeah. morse <laughs> neil morse who mike portnoy plays for right now though he is a pastor like he, oh, it's he looks it's like Christian a music, yeah. It's straight up <laughs> Christian does. music. I mean, he just like he just did a musical called Jesus Christ the Exorcist. Dude is super Christian. There you go. Yeah. Jeez. So I ne I would never would have known that, but like he looks, he plays that part of like the oh, yeah. pastor. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I loved uh, like his like the work he did with uh, like Neil Morse's like uh, solo project and Transatlantic. Yeah, Transatlantic um, is sick. Then he had like this other like side band. Um, I think it's called OSI. I don't know OSI. I I don't know like I can't remember the like their their couple albums that they made, but like he played like little examples like of each song like on the DVD and like everything just ripped and I loved like everything. So like I I wouldn't know where to find the albums because they were just like so obscure and out there, but like I would just watch that DVD on repeat and like just become obsessed with those songs and oh, like Neil awesome. Morse was definitely one of them yeah I love Neil Morse and an, another thing about Mike Portnoy is just he's such a great vocalist and I don't know yeah. if he's um if he's a lot like of people you. give him he's that like you, credit Dave. yeah I know I was gonna ask you are <laughs> you so d have you done vocals is that something that led you into writing lyrics and stuff or he does yeah, vocals, I, backups yeah I know but like full-blown yeah, I mean, um, I I was that kid screaming in my room at like fourteen to like to records and shit like that when no one was home and like I, I was constantly trying to get better and evolve myself. So like now like like vocals are like my favorite like thing like like obviously right next to to drums. I mean, it's all I can do. Like I can't play any other instrument, but like 
I've taken the time because I don't know anything else like to try to expand my vocals and stuff like that. But I never wanted to assume a lead role in, in Sentinels or any one of my other bands, just like contributing like those background, yeah, uh, yeah. like textures and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like just something to bring some diversity, like in, in the ranges and stuff like that. So totally. like when, when I started doing it, like with Joe, Joe had like that very low, um, like deep voice. And yeah. so I was like, how can I compliment him? But without sounding too different because like, I don't really do the high stuff. So I would do like those kind of like hardcore yells, like that you heard like misery signals, early stuff, like yeah. the background material. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when Josh joined, cause he kind of had that more like still hardcore tone, but it wasn't like as like low tone. Yeah, yeah. I, I was, I was like, now I can incorporate higher vocals. And so I'm not like doing like highs, like kind of like in the style like you do or, or you know, in, in other forms of metal, but like I was doing like, um, I really don't know how, how to even really describe it, but like more like higher ranged vocals, but then I was able to layer some like low stuff in there, like with Josh, like, like me and him, like my, I'm, I'm layered all over the vocals, uh, like the whole record with him. So oh, you're actually so, on the so album. That was, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that when there's a, a backup vocalist that the band uses the backing vocals. It's, yeah, I think I, it like, adds a nice touch to it. I'm a sucker for that shit. And like, that was like part of like why I was like, okay, if I'm going to write some of this stuff, I was like, I think I should find some parts that would be appropriate because some of these patterns are kind of close together. So performing live, they make it difficult. So let's try to orchestrate this. Right. So yeah. I'm like two of the singles. Like I, I'm like splitting like a chorus with, with Josh and then, Sick. Like one of them, I have my own like solo part, which I'm like really stoked about. And then there's like the rest of the record. It's just like in between like little parts, like here and there, like Uh not as prominent parts. And then just like background stuff um, just to add like different ranges and textures. So I'm really stoked that I got to do that because now when I listen back to my performance on Unsound, I'm like, dude, I I was just like free ball on that. Like, you know, like how can I make this work with Joe's textures? But like this, it was like way more well rehearsed. Oh, that's okay. awesome. That's what should happen on each album. You know, you look at what you didn't do, right? And yeah. you're like, all right, we're going to do it right on this one. You know? Because, mm-hmm. like, I was, like, um, pr- like practically, like, ripping my throat out on, on sound trying to do that because it was just so unnatural. It was just, like, angstfully, like, yelling, but, like, with some, like, pitch to it or something. And, yeah. like, now yeah. when I listen back, I'm like, this, is, this wasn't the right move. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why you're waking up without a voice some mornings, man. It could be like, yeah, oh. I've I've not done that vocal style in a minute though. Thank God, yeah, I've, I've, I've I've been able to to manage my voice a lot better than the I ever have. Shredder. Like since I, yeah, it was like straight up throat shredder. Like on all those tours, <laughs> I was some days I was like, this fucking sucks. But yeah. then I got used to it. But I was like, this is not what I want to be doing long term. Yeah, I feel you. So like, gr- uh, growing up in New Jersey, did you go to a lot of local shows? Because I know like New Jersey always had like crazy local shows. Oh yeah, for my old bands. I could see Jersey going the fuck off just because you're probably too young to have seen my old band. Animosity? No, but like that, that, that kid who like turned me to the dark side, he told me about your band all the time. And his band, his band opened for you guys like in New Jersey or Philly or something like that. (laughs) What was the name of his band? Is the name of his band was Parental Advisory. Damn. (laughs) That's, that's one of those local bands you remember. I think we got a clip here. Oh yeah. That's yeah, that. That's, that's, that's that new exactly parental right. advisory right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they like for the time, like and how old they were, like twelve, thirteen. They ripped. Yeah, they were, like, yeah. pretty <laughs> yeah. sick for their age. I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, so that's hilarious. I mean, yeah. honestly, I think I can remember the show to be to be hundred one hundred with you. Well, we, I, I can remember a couple like real DIY Jersey show. Jersey shows that Animosity played, and I don't I couldn't tell you like what the venue was called or anything like that, but it was similar to a VFW hall. Okay, a lot of children present. Is it, the there was like for a while there was like. Uh, like the Freehold VFW or something. Then there was um, Prince of Peace. That was one I heard about all the time. This was like in the woods, kind of whatever, whatever I'm thinking of. And I can't, really, I couldn't tell you more than that. Yeah. <laughs> there was like a couple like log cabin venues and shit like yeah, that. Like whoa. we played one of them. But like when I was younger, like actually getting into metal, like I wasn't going to like metal local show because I wasn't like in that scene. So I didn't know like what was. Yeah. Like what was happening, um, <clears throat> but I was constantly like it like mixed in like I like my band was constantly in Battle of the Bands uh, shows and all that shit. So there's a lot of rock, a lot of ska, and then there were like the like the crap core metal band, like those metal Dude. bands. Uh, like okay, yeah, that's what. <laughs> damn, that's crazy yeah. that you were like coming up in the time when the crab core came around. Because for me, it's like. I had found all my influential bands and then Crabcore came out and I was like, this shit is whack as fuck, you know? But but a lot oh, yeah. of kids were really super influenced and inspired yeah. by that shit. The, th the funny thing was, like, I didn't like any of the bands. I was just relieved I was hearing, like, some form of metal that day. I was like, oh, here we yeah, go. Yeah, for <laughs> but, sure. But, like, yeah, th that was, like, the only dose of, like, those bands I was getting at the time. Um, but, like, I, <laughs> I went... What was it? So, like, I joined, like, my first, like, actual metal band, like, when I was, like, 19... I think okay and like that was they were uh, a metalcore band and like that like i was stoked because i was like okay i'm actually playing with like good musicians like for the first time i'm being like in a metal band and like yeah so that that kind of had its time and then after that i i jumped ship to sentinels so how did you meet the guys in sentinels um we we had played like a couple shows together and like i had heard their first ep and i thought it was bananas and i was like okay, these guys have caught my attention and was it like similar style the first ep similar style like where it's like sporadic it's very much like you know that band structures who like used to be on like sumerian shit like we're like the it's it's such a like an ironic name because their music like didn't seem to have much structure at the time it was just maniacal <laughs> and kind of going all over the place okay so it, it was like still influenced by like danza um and like yeah. structures and stuff like that but like you could it sounds like it was kind of written by young kids because they were like 15 16 17 when they wrote that so yeah i uh i heard that and then what happened was i i got a message on facebook from chris and he was asking if i could fill in for some shows with currents and them um and then it basically like trickled down from like a 10-day run to four days and we only got to play three of them yeah, that's a classic like first yeah, tour. tour. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the first show, like none of us really like batted an eye at this, but like the first show it said skate park. So I'm thinking it's like one of those indoor skate parks that like throws shows yeah. and I was like, That's fucking so sick. Yeah. And so we pull up and it's an outdoor skate park and we're like Oh God. <laughs> what? And it was like yeah. upstate New York. So we drew we drove like three hours, got there, and then the kids just like, Yeah, um, so I, I don't really have any access to uh, the power. I can see if I can get a generator. And we were like, and Currents was like, <laughs> no, we, we can't do this. Oh and then, God. so he like, the guy like still paid us for showing up. And then like, we just like barbecued like on the, like the grounds of the skate park. And 
and just had a good time instead. Yeah. That shit um, rules, though. You know what I mean? I know. Like it's yeah. it's part of you. You know, you're you might be mad or whatever at the time, but looking back on it, it's like wow, that's funny. Yeah, there yeah. and there are so many great memories that I've built yeah. off of like the shittiest shows of all time. You know, we used it's, to play an outdoor skate park like on the regular. I've only played an in, in, indoor uh, in Texas. Oh really? Yeah. What was it called? Fun Town. Dude, I've heard of Fun Town. Dude, Fun Town yeah. used to go off. You guys have talked about Fun Town. I've only played inside <laughs> in a skate park, but dude, I don't know if every skate park is like this, but there's really nowhere for a band to play. Like yeah. it was just in a very, very small spot, like right on top of a half pipe or some shit. I don't know. I don't know skateboarding terms, but dude, it's like there's, there's nowhere for us to play. Here. There's actually a skate park that we used to play in. A lot of the venues were skate parks. When animosity was a band. It's like skate parks and VFWs yeah. used to own the world. We played this fucking skate so park true. in uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That was like insane. Oh yeah, yeah, that's sick. I don't know what it was called, but there was a, there was like a live video of um, the band Reflections. They they did a tour. Um, I don't know. I think it was like maybe like 2014 or something like that. And there was like a full set video of them. Like they were in the skate park, like playing, like in like the flattest part, like of the the half pipe. Or, oh, yeah, uh, yeah whatever it's called. I don't skate. Um, and Same. like kids were just going off. Like they were sitting on the top of like the ramps, just like going crazy. Like kids are like knocking each other out. They're throwing shit across the venue. I'm like, Oh my God. But like, it just seemed like such a fun like environment to play. In. Cause like, you know, it's just so obscure. And I feel like there's something about that that draws people to it. Yeah, know? I agree. So is that like the kind of uh, band that you guys were influenced by? Because to me, so I heard your band when we went on tour together and I was like, okay, this band mm-hmm. definitely listens to like, like they might be into Ion Dissonance and like Tony Danza but into you, the and into the mode. Yeah, but you guys, like, yeah, but you guys had never heard an, of any of yeah. those bands. We we didn't know into the moat. I think Joe might have, cause he was the oldest and like he, he kind of like was into all that stuff. But like when Joe first joined, he, he introduced us to, uh, Ion Dissonance. Like I, okay. I knew the name. I okay. saw a noop yeah. do a cover of it one time, and I was like, a "Oh, noop? that's what a this noop band did a fucking Ion D cover." Yeah, that's sick, dude. Yeah, that's it was, uh, awesome. the Scourge. I gotta watch that. Yeah, yeah it, it was ripping. So like, I, after that, I was like, "Okay, I gotta get into this band." And like Joe really drilled it into me. He's like, "You have to get into this band." He's like, "It makes no sense that you don't like dive into them." And like Danza, like Thomas and Chris were like both like obsessed with them. And then it was like Reflections and. Uh, structures like it was basically a melting pot of like all our favorite their yeah. favorite bands yeah. and then i got into them later totally yeah. i mean i think that you guys for me are the first experience of like i feel like an older generation because you guys i feel are a little more influenced by like bands that i used to listen to like the bands that they created and then you guys yeah. heard those <laughs> bands maybe Dude, that's what I, exactly what i was thinking so was it's like, like it kind of tripped me out when I heard you guys because I was like, dude, this is like, I'm not trying to undersell you guys because a lot of the bands sucked back then, but it's like, it's like if all the bands, what they were trying to do. Yeah. Like no. if they had done it super sick. In a really modern and way. The guitar player of Into the Moat was at the Florida show that we played. And, oh, I, shit, and I was really? like, dude, you, uh, and you guys were playing 2-2-2. Two, two, two. And I was like, oh, two, two, two. dude, you got to go watch this song. Because I was talking to him outside and I was like, this band is like you guys 
but like but if you guys were sick. Yeah. Don't do, <laughs> oh but it's God. totally true. I mean, and I was like, you got to go watch this, dude. No, like, Naveen oh would God. do that. No joke. Like every time our friends came uh, to a show on that tour, go. because 222 yeah. is the song with the sick like yeah. tempo change. At right? the very end. The, and the I, twist, I, yeah. every time, because we'd all be hanging out at seven, that song would come on and I'd be like, you got to go watch this song. Yeah. It's he would so always sick. make everyone that. come in yeah. for yeah. that part. And I totally knocked it off, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the part that I've been telling you guys we ripped off. For new album. There's actually two parts on the new <laughs> album that are direct Sentinels uh, ripoffs. Yeah, you guys blew <laughs> you blew Naveen's mind. I mean, yeah, I. That, well, can I tell you, I'm honored. Like that's awesome. Like that's seriously. Nice. Well, just like, don't be mad at us when you hear our record and you're oh, like, I, all right, I, I, that's, I, don't give a I mean, I'm calling it a knockoff. Awesome. We're, we're telling you straight yeah. up. <laughs> when you hear it, you're gonna be like, you're you would probably think like, oh, that doesn't even sound like us at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? But. In my head, I'm like, okay, it influenced that. It's it's officially called the Sentinels part. Yeah, it's just That's like that. Fucking, it. like you think it's coming in one way, and then it's just nope, boom, and yeah. it just goes like a different t- like uh, time signature, and it's like it's just the sickest thing. Which ever. I think, yeah, you guys are very good at that. Who who yeah. is like the person who writes most of Sentinels music? Um, for like a long time, uh, it it was like a very much like a a mis- mix mash of Thomas and Chris. And then like over time, Chris started like taking more of, of the reins of like, uh, of becoming the main composer. Like there's yeah. like, it's still a little bit of a mix mash on, uh, on sound, but it, it was more so Chris, but like this new record is pretty much like all Chris. Like there, there's a lot of, uh, it was basically all his compositions, but then Thomas like had like a couple riffs in there and, and whatnot. Um, but then like, it was me kind of like just trying to, <clears throat> like talk like structuring things a little bit like yeah. like this part's cool like this has to come back I, I hear something in it and then danny is like the quiet one like on his phone in the background and then he just pops in he's like yo what if we just like kind of flip that here and, and we're like what the fuck dude that's yeah. awesome like yeah. he's, he's like the silent genius in the room I, I don't get it but when he does talk i'm like like Danny's talking. Like, what, is, what has he got? <laughs> That's good. So That's yeah, good. so it's it's definitely Chris has taken like a big front seat, and I'm I'm stoked because the stuff that he's writing, um, it's it definitely it's the most like generic thing to say, but it's it definitely is the most like mature stuff we've had so far. Yeah, and I, and I'm glad that like this is what our first full length record is is gonna be. And it's the first thing that's on a label, right? I mean, you guys weren't on a label, yeah. Before. We were on we were on uh, another label for for Unsound, but oh like that God. like dissolved. So, um, but yeah, so like now like we're on like the the label that we've like wanted to be on and like release things through because it just felt like the most fitting and appropriate for us. So yeah. like that's good. It it couldn't have worked out better. I think that's what it's all about when it comes down to like being on a label because you know there's the struggle nowadays of like do we stay an independent band? Do we release stuff on a label if we have the option? But I do think that. You know, it's most important if you really feel like that's the label that your your band stuff fits on and like you can see yourself touring with all of those bands and you really feel like the team behind you is strong, then I would say like sign to a label. Yeah, it's going to yeah, wait. Absolutely. And I mean, cuz we're like not in the position like we're not like like money bags over here like able to like fund like the records that we want to be able to create so like having sharp tone like with us like they they can help us with that and they also believe in us like as weird as our shit may be yeah. like compared to everything else on their label but they they heard it and they, they believed in us and and uh they it couldn't have worked out better so i'm like cool this material that's coming out like is actually 
like I think it's the most mature and structured stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that they would want to hear from us. Cause if we gave them our first record, they, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they like chucked it. So it's like, I don't think so. I don't think we've, so. We've yeah. come a long way. Yeah, I don't think so. I know what you mean, though. It's like, like I was saying earlier, it's like you're always going to prefer what you just did. But I also, I see your guys' band as being like, uh, like you have a thing. Like you've got it together in the way that a band who a label would pick up normally would. Like your other Mm -hmm. stuff sounds unified to me. It doesn't sound mismatched or any, yeah, so. Definitely. And I'm, I'm also just like proud that you guys, like when I first heard you guys, I was like, yes, they're just, doing something way sick and not concerned with like the what's current, popular like, trend, right now. You know? And like, yeah. it's so hard to get away from that these days. You know, it's like really everyone's kind of going for like, I don't know, just trying to yeah. bank on someone else's thing. Well, like it's cool when that, when the one who does it and they blow up, yeah. you know, like periphery or whatever, it's yeah. like, they're fucking amazing. You know, do yeah. I want to hear 10,000 periphery knockoffs? No, I don't. And I do you wonder know? if and that's... And it's just cool when bands are like, hey, we're going to fucking do our thing. Yeah, you know? it's almost and like the internet has brought up a, along a like a shitload of clones, but there are still bands that stick out from the pack. Yeah, and I just... Like, that's I feel like I, you guys are one of those When bands. I heard you guys, I was like, dang, that's so cool. They're just like fucking... I remember saying one day to you guys, like, why do you guys play this kind of music? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I was I was like when I was I, I was more so taking it like what do you mean like we just play music man yeah and you're like no like because this is like old school shit and I was like yeah oh yeah he's got a point it's like it's, it's just really cool I don't know and like it's just so for me I don't see that very often you know and yeah. it's like I don't know it's a bummer for me because I always do whatever I want you know and I, exactly yeah for good I mean, for good or bad that might be a, a downfall of mine but I. It's just cool when I meet other people who are just like, hey, we're doing our thing. Like, I don't fucking care what everyone else is doing. Yeah, like, we make the music that we want to hear. Because, exactly. like, the, the probably the biggest thing that, that we get told a lot is, like, you guys sound like all of my band, or all of my favorite bands were no longer around put into one. It's yeah. seriously like that. It is and, like And that. I'm like, really holy shit. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it. So, like, when people are like, this band's not around anymore, you've replaced them. Yeah. I'm like, dude thank you like yeah. that that's all i could ever hope for is that like people like our band that much to where it's like you've replaced a sentimental band for us or, or something to where it's just like you're part of my daily listening now which is like that was always something i strived for and like that's always going to be the goal it's like I, I don't need anything more than that it's just to know that people yeah. listen and they like and care what we make you know totally i feel like uh a lot of times nowadays people get caught up very much in like, how can we market ourselves? What genre can we like specifically put ourselves in? Do yeah. we sound exactly like this band? And I think that the internet has like homo- homogenized, is that the word that I, is yeah. not the right word? Homogenized, homogenized like yeah. bands for a large degree. And it is kind of scary to like venture out on your own. And yeah, not necessarily do exactly what other people are doing. So and it's, it's not an easy road to take. No, you know? it really I'm isn't. I'm saying that from experience right here, straight up. Yeah. You know, it's like, but it can be the best, right? Yeah. Because it's like, if you just stick to it and do your thing and it, and it does catch on or whatever, like you're going to get, you're going to be way better along than if you're like some uh, watered down version of some other band. Right. You know? And that's how I've always been. It's like, dude, it would be super sick if the type of stuff that I played was like the the blowing up trend or whatever. But it's like, if it's not, I'm not going to change what I want to play. You know, because you you do it for you when you don't do it to like 
raking money or, or you know yeah. any other purpose it's like i make music because it's what i enjoy doing so why would i do it in a way that's not enjoyable totally. like totally. that's always been the thing for me is like you know when i was in like previous bands like they were always just trying to write um like the next big thing or like what kids could engage with the most or what could be most popular or get radio play or something like that and that always bugged me because i'm like dude I just want to rip drums. I want to play yeah, fast yeah. stuff. I want to play hard. And here we are with a pop chorus and a prog rock song. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yeah. it was dreadful for me. And like, it, whenever I like come across like those old songs in my iTunes and I like, I'll listen to it for a second and be like, kids. Like, that's the only thing I can say <laughs> totally. is just kids. Like, yeah. but you know, now, like, especially like being in Sentinels where I'm like, this is the most off the wall band I've been a part of. It is the band I want to be a part of. And I was like, we're just going to do our thing, but we're going to try to like evolve a little bit more every yeah. time. Yeah. And not, not, not so much in the sense of like evolving to like being on the radio. Like if hell, if we got in like Sirius XM, that's me getting to the radio. And I yeah. love that. Like yeah. that would be cool. Like no, I mean, that I, high octane. And we're the same way. It's like, we don't not want people to, to like it and we don't mm -hmm. not want to be a big band and all that stuff for sure. But we're not going to copy someone else just to get. Or sacrifice yeah, like yeah, our own. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, we just, I don't know. It's like where you're at, you know, you're just yeah. going to do your thing. And if it, if it works out, it's cool. And if not, but that's why I just like, like I said, that's why I have like a lot of respect for you guys for sure. Thank you, man. I, I feel like we're both in that same like middle ground where we're like, we're not going to sell out or like, or like we, we don't, we would love it if people made our, uh, Wow, I can't speak. <laughs> we, we would love it if we could, you know, be popular like that. But at the same time, we're not going to sell out to get there. We're just yeah, happy yeah. to be like where we're at, where it's like people are usually like either on, you know, either side of the spectrum. Yeah. And like, so that's that's what I admire about you guys. Is like you, you guys always do write exactly what you want. And like there is that evolution every time. Because like I can still go back and listen to that first EP you guys put out and like it rips. I love it. Thanks, and then man. I love the most recent single. Like everything Thanks, is, is good. Thanks, man. I wonder if you'll like the song that we just finished today. <laughs> Dude, there's a lot of we're, weird stuff. We're, yeah, we've put album, a full blown like I will it's, say, like, it's a grunge song. It's like yeah, a grunge like, metal uh, song. It's real weird, man. There's there <laughs> is singing on our new record. Like it's oh, we've shit. Got, yeah, I mean I've always said that. Like I've always said throughout the course of our band that someday I'm gonna sing on a record and yeah, but this is the record we're doing and on. we have tried like tried it out a bunch of times here and there but it's never been right and because like we want everything that we do to be like dark and evil you know what i mean mm -hmm. and like i think finally we nailed it where it's like okay this is still like pretty dark and evil and it's got some singing but it's more like I don't even know how to explain I don't know. it. It's I like just, folk metal or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like <laughs> we're, we like are really doing weird. it on our own terms. You know, yeah. I'm very influenced. I personally listen to a lot of stuff that's in the more like doom and uh, range. Yeah, it's so, like that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so, but yeah, I mean, you well, know. I'm stoked for, fuck, I, I can't wait to show people what we've been working on. Yeah, same. I, I can't wait to hear it, honestly. Like, I, I love when bands can like throw in like, extreme death metal in one end and then like throw out something different like that where it's like that deep cut where there's yeah. like singing and, and like grunge or whatever you guys uh, have done to it. Like I, I'm excited because you know, this is like your first, like, I guess like 
independent release. So you guys can do well, whatever the fuck you want. So yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll, well, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. We, we'll extent. see if it's independent or not. Yeah, we'll see okay. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, we get hollered at might have to <laughs> entertain some, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> might have to be entertained, but so, pay some bills so, around here. A, so has your entire last year been focusing on this record? What have you been doing over the year that we, have been off the road, you know, not doing shit. It really was just focusing on this record and doing literally whatever we could um, throughout like the, the pandemic, because, you know, we were, we were like in the studio, like getting ready to do this. And then, you know, parted with Joe and then. Am I allowed just, to, so, so he just like couldn't tour. Is that really what? Yeah. I mean, he, he made a statement on Facebook. So like, I feel like like in respect to him, like, just I don't want to say any more than like what he's willing to say publicly, but it was just one of those things where he had to like handle uh, like a personal thing in life and yeah. it, it prevented him from fulfilling duties. So totally. we were like, okay, the best thing to do would for us to just be find someone else. And and he was totally cool with it. And he's been awesome about it like throughout. Cause uh, you know, we, we've been great friends and like, we didn't want to lose him as a friend. So we're still yeah. close. And you know, and when, when he heard the record, he was like, this is, like he, he had nothing but good things to say about it and, and and I'm glad he dug it. So like it was, you know, after that happened, it was really just, okay, let's really take the time and perfect the record. And like, now that we don't have as much of a time constraint, like we can spend a little bit more time, like working on little details and all that stuff. And so like when it, when it came to finding Josh, like we were just searching and searching. And then I, I hit up uh, my friend JT uh, from, yeah, Era. Era. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He, uh, he was friends with Josh and he okay. just recommended, he, he recommended him. He was like, dude, hundred percent sent me his Instagram. I saw his covers and stuff and we were like, this is the guy. So it was just all a matter of like making sure he was with it. And luckily he was like the guy who always wanted to be in a band and has worked his entire life for it, but the right opportunity never came. So yeah. it just like, fell into our laps pretty much it was like perfect and so it was just a lot of back and forth you know with uh finishing the record when we could and then shooting videos and pretty much and like anything we could but it was like spanned out like over months and months and months yeah. so it was a lot of like waiting and like just working and so you guys had shit. to like bring him out to jersey to do vocals or did you do it remotely yeah yeah we, we brought him out because like we obviously we wanted to like get to, to know him and like, you know, yeah. invite him in the space. And because, you know, we were working with the producer, we didn't want to just like have him free ball vocals and just send him over. Like yeah. we wanted to like have everything <clears throat> processed, like processed right, but not like, you know, like processing what like, people will probably think like, Oh, he, he needs work done in the studio. But yeah. like, no, like the way that vocal treatment yeah, needs to be done right. properly. Right. And, and Randy, like our producer was like, he's a genius. So like I what's wanted him what's to What's Randy's like, last name? uh LaBeouf. okay and so he uh he worked with josh like and funny enough like randy he he was hesitant like or he was like i guess a little nervous to like work with josh because you know josh was never like really in a, a band or yeah. as of recent so uh -huh. he, was, he was like i hope this guy's good man like, like i know what you guys are going through yeah <laughs> and then like he just he knocked out like the intro track on our record in like 30 minutes and we were like 
what the fuck? And like, well, he everything... probably showed up like I'm gonna. I mean, he's hungry. Yeah, for he's it, trying right? to show you so, guys yeah, the, his like, real shit. He's probably nervous yeah. and shit. Is he <laughs> did. He showed up on no sleep, like Damn. like no food in his stomach, like just like dude just give me two hours to like rest and i'm i'm going for it but like i'll see what i can do today and how, like, how like 30, old is 30 this minutes. kid he's he's 27 he's my age oh okay so he's not even a fucking kid he's like he's a grown man and he's yeah, he knows he's his a grown shit. man yeah yeah totally. he carries okay. his shit he's for sure he's awesome yeah so like he busts out like the first two lines and like randy's just sitting there he takes off the headphones he's like what the fuck like like loved it <laughs> and because he just went from like being like nervous to being like oh i'm fully confident yeah. and like when you know we had to have the talks like with with our managers like with randy he's like all right how's how's he doing like is he good and, and he's like randy basically said like you have nothing to worry about he's like this guy's a dream to work with and they're set That's so good, that was that was relief so it was it was a lot of just trying to make the record happen perfect the mixes and then you know get like the behind the scenes stuff going yeah. and it sounds great. It sounds great. I yeah, like listening to it good. in our little studio room, like on my monitors and stuff. And I was like, dang, it sounds Yeah, we're comparing mixes to when make sure that, that ours sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> Please. No, like, all right, no, break no. that up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, when it hits that breakdown at the end, you know, and you're doing your little, like, your little Dave like, thing. You know, just doing a little yeah. fill. It's like so sick. Thank like, you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right you know, I, I wasn't, but I think that. Every band is kind of defined by their drummer. Like, oh, yeah. the drummer uh, live and on record 50%. really determines how good the band is. And your band just so happens to have a really good drummer. Yeah. So, 50%. yeah. Thank you. It's like, but I mean, dude, if you sucked live as a drummer, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't like you guys. No, you know, I, I don't <laughs> blame you. you know, it like really takes a good drummer and a good backbone to make a fucking sick band. And yeah. that's why, especially I mean, in metal, especially, especially in metal, yeah. especially in metal, you know, you can hear those popcorn feet. You can hear just like, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of shit that turns me off to metal drumming, but you are a really, really sick drummer. You're a solid mm -hmm. ass backbone and you have your own flavor. And Thank it's you. one of the things that I really, really yeah, like good. about your band. It's good. Don't lose that. Thank you. Don't yeah, don't well, lose it. Your man was an influence of mine, so yeah. uh, there you go. thank him. There you go. No, but but thank you. I really do appreciate that. I mean, and luckily, you know, the whole popcorn feed, I got to work out those kinks on tours before <laughs> we toured with you guys. Like, uh, you know how the, tr <laughs> the trigger thing was like rough to get used to at first, but uh, holy yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. Did you not used to play with triggers? No, I didn't. And then it was like our first like legit, like full U.S. tours when I was like, OK, I want to incorporate. I want that clarity in our kicks, you know, because like there's fast spurts. And I know, there's stuff, nothing so. like it, man. There's nothing like it. I will, I will say it's you a lot know, of fun. It's, but, um, it's heavy with the triggers. Yeah, man. But it's like, and when it came to like the mix for the record, we, we just wanted like we were, we were like, all right, so we still want that, like the tone of unsound, but we just want it to be like, bigger. We just want it to hit harder. Yeah. And like, yeah. luckily we had all that time in the world to sit there and like really nail it. So when we got it back, we were like, this is it. Yeah. It sounds it, really it just felt good. good. It, it does sound, sound your, good. Your boy does really good. Is he from New Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. He's uh based out of here. He's at the um, graphic nature in Belleville. Is that how you guys met him? He's just like a homie. Uh, Randy. Yeah. Uh, no, we uh, we got hooked up with him uh, through Scott, uh, our our manager. So Scott, he who? Scott Lee. Oh, oh, really? He's your manager? Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah he, he, um, I like that guy. I love that guy. The guy's sick. Yeah, he, he's the man. Like yeah. him, 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 and Josh Bulgarin are our managers. So 
we it, we worked with him on Unsound, and then we the way that happened was we wanted to kind of somewhat stay local, and we always had thought about like recording there. We like we just loved the work that came out of there, and uh, so when they told us we were like, yeah, we're gonna hook you guys up with uh, Randy LaBeouf, we were like, okay, let's let. I'm a little nervous because he mainly did like a lot of like d- down tempo bands, like uh, like bands like Kublicon and um, oh, okay. like Left Behind and stuff like that. So we're like, okay, we're very different, but we know he worked with Reflections and Invent Animate, who were a little bit closer to what we were doing. And so we were like nervous, but he would he would like pull out the guitar to like show us examples of what we were doing, but like in a more correct way. And he would like just rip like those dissonant leads and crazy shit. We're like, okay, yeah, he's the guy. (laughs) Like he gets it. He's a Berkeley college graduate. Like he knows his shit. He's very, very, very gifted. And uh, so he is like full on producing you guys. Like he's got a a say in, in riffs and and things like that. Yeah. Like we do pre-production with him and like, he'll come through and like, he'll give us his notes and stuff like that. If something like sucks to him, like, you know, we'll, we'll talk about how we can make it better or just scrap it and put something else. So like, yeah, we spent like a, a decent amount of time doing pre-production. And the funny thing was because after working with him last time and going in this time, we thought our pre-pro was like, perfect we yeah. thought there was nothing that was going to be touched like we were like yeah, yeah. we right. got this we learned from last time and we went in there and there were like more notes than last time we were like no so we were just like damn our record is compromised but yeah, then yeah. now i listen back to the pre-round and like i like giggle at some shit i'm like oh wow i, I can't yeah. believe uh we thought that that was all like perfect totally. well that's so, like, great about having a guy like that yeah you know because yeah. you are kind of blind you know and it's good to have that like outside perspective you know just to kind of yeah you're just like, you in that straight, bubble like listening know? to it all the time and you're just like damn like i'm I'm stoked that this is like my band and like i, I can't imagine this any d- differently yeah and yeah. then you spend like however many months with with a producer <laughs> especially more than scheduled and then it comes out a certain way and and you're like dude this is my record holy shit like it it feels that good and uh like that was something that i never really felt before um until we started working with randy and it was just such a a waking up moment when i was like i refuse to do a record without a producer (laughs) especially like randy like he's he's our man well you get so caught up right because like i'll do it too i'm I'm all emotional i'm like oh god i don't know what's going on with this part you know it's cool to have someone who's just like yeah yeah, that sucks you need to just do this and you're like okay yeah for sure and i dude i learned so much about that like when i did the white chapel album like going out with with mark Mm -hmm. lewis you know yeah like because he'd be i'd have like all you know just that was just me doing drums with him and he's kind of producing the drums a little bit Mm -hmm. but it'd be like I'd be like, yeah, I had this cr- crazy idea, you know, for this one part. And he's like, yeah, let's just hear you, like, kind of just do, like, a beat over the part, you know? And it's like, every time, he was right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, every time, it was yeah. like, all right, let's try it both. Because his tactic is like, all right, why don't we just try it both ways? You know, we'll do it my way, and we'll do it your way. And then we'll come in here, and we'll listen to it, and we'll see which one is sicker, you know? And it's like, every time, it'd be like, all right, his way is, like, way sicker, you know? And it's about yeah. Mark. Oh, with Mark Lewis. Just like tracking drums with Whitechapel and like how Mark would just be like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Why don't we just hear it with like a, just like a quarter note on the ride, you know, just hear it yeah. like solid, you know, and I'd be like, all right. And then you listen to it and you're like, he's kind of right. That sounds way sick, you know. Dude, yeah, I, and- go ahead. 
I was I was just gonna say like at the end of it you're like well it's not technically my record so I mean like you know if if the producer's saying so and you're like all right it must be for the best and then you go back and listen to it and you're like all right now see that totally that was the it. thing yeah. that was the thing if it had have been my own band I would have been real like fuck this guy yeah. he can't tell me what the fuck to do but since yeah. it was Whitechapel I was just like hey they already have a sound they already work with Mark like it's not my place to sit in here and argue it's well, yeah. just like hey i just i thought of this cool idea if you want to use it that's cool you know what i mean and i was way more neutral because i wasn't there was no plan of me joining the band no i think like that. that experience yeah. for you changed our band Dude, it changed in a great everything way for because me, it's like yeah. i i don't think that that naveen realized um the importance of vocals until until you worked on the white chapel record because i would do a fill and he'd be like hold on a second and he'd like pull up the vocal like demo or whatever and be yeah. like yeah, it doesn't work with the phone. Because our, our I'm band... Like, Dang, that's legit. Our you know, band like, has always been really guilty of <laughs> that as well. Like, when you were talking about earlier, like, with Joe, you felt that the vocals were always kind of an afterthought. We felt like that in a majority of our songs. Yeah. And I think it's because all of the members of, of our band came... Well, you and Evan came from having solo projects. Yeah. Where it was like, okay, the totally drums crazy. or the bass have to yeah. fucking rip this whole time. Otherwise, people aren't going to stay interested. But, but for a band that's vocal-based, it's yeah, a much it's different like, thing. Like, you have to set up the songs so that the vocals can carry them. Yeah. And the last single is the first time that we ever really were like, all right, let's make the vocals like the... The focal point. Yeah. Vocal point, I guess you could call it. The vocal point. You know, and I and I kind of, from going to Mark, like, I kind of realized that. And, like, everyone in the band was on board with it, and I was like, dang, this is, this is something sick right here. Yeah. You know, everyone would be like, well, you know, of course, what I, my little idea of doing, like, an extra solo or whatever is, like, cool, but we're... There, they, everybody was always, like, doing what was best for, like, the overall. Yeah, which is really really important when you're in a band. That really got me thinking. Yeah, yeah man. And sometimes you don't think about it at no, first. No, I mean, and then, of course not. Then right. you, you break it down like slowly and, and like you go by part by part and you're like, okay. You're like still a little disappointed, but I, it, it makes sense at the end of Absolutely. the day. Exactly. And it, exactly. it makes everything better. Because, dude, like the thing that really kicked my ass with Randy and also because Unsound was the first thing that didn't have programmed drums. Every okay. Like Unsound and this record is like live drums, everything before it was programmed. Uh, so like Randy like during pre-pro, like even after pre-pro, like we got all the song structures down, we were happy. And then he was like, all right, now you and I are going to sit through and completely humanize this MIDI. Cause when you're tracking, I want to compare it to the MIDI and make sure that it's what we like had yeah. discussed and what had worked on. Yeah. So, so it's like, not only am I like, I'm not like only having to be on the click, I'm having to match like, basically having to play like guitar hero drums in a sense. Like yeah. it's, it, it was such an experience and it, it made me like really go through and like for this record, this was the first time I actually sat with the MIDI, got the programs and like really took my time and like went over songs like 20 something times each. And then even in the studio went over them more and just made them that much better. Yeah. And like, I think overall it made the drum performance that much better and something I'm more proud of. Cause like, everything just works and everything's done for a reason on there. Yeah. And like, and then I accented the vocals off of the drums. So I was like, it makes sense that I'm writing this. Yeah. And and not only shows, do I have a world yeah. of shit to talk about and, and say, and like scream about, I like, it makes sense. Cause it's the other like rhythmic instrument, like in a sense, cause that's essentially what the vocals are. They're a rhythmic instrument. Yeah, like, absolutely. 
So I mean, yeah, I mean it depend, all worked out. Depending on the style of vocals that you use, it's like, uh, what's the name of your vocalist again? For, sorry, I forgot. Josh. Yeah, uh, Josh. Josh. So he's got like a kind of like a mid-range, like hardcore type thing is what I call it. Like, you know, the ghost inside and those type of like, it's not quite hardcore. It's not quite metal. I guess it's metalcore type vocals. Yeah. And those, and some of those can be very like, uh, the, they're rhythmic, but some can be very melodic. It's like, if you look at architects or a band that uses like more pitched, they can turn pitched or they can turn melodic, but for a large part, like uh, the hardcore type of vocals, they are very rhythmic and all of that really matters. And it can bring like a cool new rhythmic layer to the music. Exactly. And that, that was something I loved so much is like, how he applied like his vocal style and how it worked so well with the music we were writing. Yeah. And then on top of it, he was able to like sit there and figure out the right pitch for each section. Yeah. And like, I had told him like what I had in mind when I was writing it and like, you know, sending him like the, the whisper scream, like talk tracks yeah, and stuff like that, totally. because talk tracks are just too hard to listen to. It's like laughable. So yeah. like, I had to sit there and be like, <sighs> like to talk out these, these <laughs> rhythms and send to him. And so, but like when I was, when he would perform parts, I would sit with him and I'd be like, I'm thinking something like a little higher for here, or a little higher range. And he would like literally sit there and like sing out notes and like, and scream like in that pitch. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like I've never seen him, someone be so like in depth with like taking like this strong mid range to like mid or mid low range or whatever. And like, but like working the full spectrum in there. Yeah. Like, I love where that. It's, it's not just. Uh, oh. like there's yeah. all these different variations. And I was like, the fact that the majority of people won't understand that. I know. Yeah. Kills me. I know it bothers. <laughs> I mean, dude, it bothers me too. The, the lack of um, understanding of screaming as a, an instrument always bothers me. And there's mm -hmm. way more than a low or a high vocal. There's way more than like a, a guttural, a tunnel, there's also pitch screaming. You know, Gojira is like a very perfect example of where, the pit, best where pitch example, screaming yeah. can go. So good. And there, there are also voices like, you know, if you get into the like Lincoln Park Chester Bennington type scream or the Marilyn Manson type scream, those are different than, oh, yeah. than death metal or than Gojira. There are all different types of tonalities and, and types of screaming and... I think it's something that's really cool that can be utilized, but it does suck that a lot of people don't really understand. You know? Yeah. Cause like I see some comments on there and like normally it would bum me out, but I'm just like, they don't know the bigger picture. Well, yeah, so, of course. Fuck it. And like, cause when I heard like the, the final track on our record, uh, our record, which is like the most melodic thing that we've ever done. And like when I heard his vocals, like everything mixed and mastered and like with the lyrics and everything I proposed, like what we had worked on together, like I like legit cried. I was like, this is the most beautiful shit that I've ever That's been awesome. a part of. I'm like, this is a proud moment right here. So like, I can't wait so, for people to hear that. Yeah, and man. I hope they like hear the difference in like the dynamics within his range. I was like, this is, this is it. So I, I hope that like it translates well with people. It, it will translate well with me. That's for yeah, sure. Absolutely. So yeah, when we're jamming the vinyl, <laughs> you know. Hell yeah, because so much shit went into it. So I'm like, just finally having that first piece out is like a, the biggest weight off our shoulders. Yeah, yeah I bet. Insane. Yeah. I bet. Honestly, once you get that first song out, it's the bandaid like, has right, been ripped. Cool. Like we're good. We're yeah. Good to go here. Totally. Yeah, I'm like, we can relax and talk about shit now. This is cool. 
It's like holding back everything is the worst. I know, man. Um, so I wanted to ask you about your podcast. What's up with it? Are you still doing the podcast? You started it. It's called the Six Stroke Podcast. It's, yeah. Are you only having drummers on it or are you? That's kind of how it is like right now. I, I don't want it to be that way the whole time. Um, I do like having uh, drummers who are also multi-instrumentalists um, like mm-hmm. you yourself. Yeah. And like so we, we talked person. like pretty extensively about, you know, how you were performing everything on the new record and shit. Yeah. And then, you know, but like it's not going to be that way all the time. I think that's just how I had to start it off. Cause it was what I could talk to people about, but like sure. a, a couple other guests like that I have like on, on the list to come are like people I've toured with who are, you know, um, either the guitar player, or the singer, or just whoever I kind of found myself the most close with. Yeah. But you know, I, I do take extensive breaks on it. I can't unfortunately stick to a schedule since everyone schedule and mine like conflict sometimes yeah. and like just trying to make it work and trying to, to find the motivation sometimes with everything that goes on is it, it gets tough, but so that's what's sick it, about having another person that to do it with. It's yeah. like, all right, well, if I'm not feeling it, Cheney's like, we got to do it. And if she's not feeling yeah. it, I'm like, no, no, we're not, we have to do it. Cause believe me, there are times like that yeah. because dude, we aren't like, prof- we're podcasters now, like we're well into it, but we're musicians first and foremost. And it's like, mm-hmm. honestly, especially lately, because we've been working so diligently on the album. And that's like all that, like we were working on our album until I think 30 minutes before we yeah, got on no. this podcast like, with you. We were, we were like, oh, fuck, nice. it's 4.30. Yeah, yeah. We so get we're on sorry podcast. for being late, <laughs> yeah. man. But we were, it, you good. know, it's hard when you're like on that, in that mindset to like switch it over to like, yeah. okay, now we're going to talk to our homie and we're going to like hang I out. I was like, all right, stuff. I got to go run to the store real quick yeah. and grab a couple beers. Yeah. Like, fucking get in <laughs> the yeah. mindset. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, all right. So it's a, it is a whole ordeal to like, you know, this isn't the only thing that, that any of us do. So it's hard to like set a schedule and do it all the time and be like, okay. And, and you, I think that you've been doing most of your episodes based on guests as well. Right. So that's a whole. Yeah. 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 Extra element. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's trying to get like something that is entertaining and worth listening to, but also at the same time still doing it for the fact that it's simply for my own pleasure. It's just talking to friends and just trying to find the time and and motivation to to make it happen. Because, you know, with everything going on in the world, sometimes it's so hard to get or it's so easy to get discouraged and like just put things aside. Totally. But like so now it's almost becoming like a once a month episode. Yeah. And so like now that like we i can finally talk about the things that i wanted to talk about i was like okay now i can actually pull off a solo episode and like uh, i can actually bring in my bandmates and talk to them now absolutely and like and like that's what i want to do i just need to kind of plan it out like uh, a little bit better and have like things uh, be more strategically organized in that sense but um it's fucking hard like, to do, man. It is hard. It's hard to do. But, dude, you're yeah. good at podcasting. Yeah, you're good. I listened to the the podcast with you and Naveen, and I was like, fuck, Dave's good at podcasting. And, yeah. dude, that's one of the things that you and I first bonded over is that we're both fans mm-hmm. of your mom's house. We fucking are oh, into yeah. the comedy scene and shit. And that whole aspect of podcasting is so fucking cool to me. And it takes, like, a person with a personality to be able to do it, you know, like, not everyone can do it, but you are good at podcasting. So, thank you you. know, you gotta keep that. It's just one of those things where I'm like, like I can go on for hours and hours and just talk to people about whatever. And then I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, what if we had microphones on us right now? (laughs) This could could be like something entertaining. (laughs) Totally. 
and like I had like a conversation like uh, with my friend uh, Matt who plays drums for Currents, and we were talking about something like really in depth about drums, and it was like becoming like a almost a mental thing. And I was like, dude, can we like have this conversation again, like in a couple months or something like yeah. that, uh, like on the podcast? Because I'm like, this is like perfect, and I think people need to hear this. It's like those things where like you have those personal conversations, but you're like, I think this could be beneficial to I know. the public. Because it is. Like these people think that like we perform perfectly all the time or something. And I'm like, yeah. no, I yeah. was like, sometimes we are in our heads so fucking hard. Yeah, totally. Oh, totally. And like, we, we also have those anxieties and stuff like that. I was like, this whole record for me was like anxiety. So like the fact <laughs> that we were able to pull it off somehow is like crazy. Yeah. So like to talk about that in depth, like, and, and put that on a podcast, I feel like that's stuff that is like worth value or some shit, you know? Probably. I absolutely and agree. For, like for us, that's been the thing. Like people have said, oh, it's so cool to hear you guys kind of just talk candidly about yeah, you know, real the music stuff or whatever. And now we're like, yeah, you know, the world sucks. We're out here like working and <laughs> it's just like normal. Do you, you work? Know, what do you do? What do you do for a living? <laughs> I, uh, I work for my uh, uncle's solar company. Uh, I work in the design team, like basically revising uh, and correcting plan sets before they go out to installation. All right, say that again, because you act like it's so boring, but to me it's really interesting. And no, say it again. I think, you it's, organize I think it's just because I've been doing sets. it for like. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't just, fucking I know. Feel, I like I organized feel, plant sets. I, don't I feel I'm new. It's like, yeah, I feel you too. Sucks. None of us want to talk about, but it actually yeah. is interesting. So. Yeah, it's also because my voice is like hoarse, so I feel it <laughs> running out, and I'm like, oh, it's like I don't know. Sentence. I run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. I mean, I people at work they they trust they trust me to like fix uh and and make things like better for the overall installation for the company and like for solar panels yeah yeah Sick. and like it's it's honestly like fun it's a pretty creative job like i can get creative with things and like i can say you know this will work this won't work like you know people come to me for their problems they trust me so yeah, yeah, yeah. always feels good yeah it's the cool. same you've got like a similar life to mine yeah, it's it's weird. You're like <laughs> mirror image, bro. Yeah, and I I am the same way, and it's like it's cool for sure. Um, but recently I've been like switching down to where I only work like three to four days a week. Nice and before, jealous. yeah, before I was like, you know, kind of tripping about money, <laughs> money, and this, that, and the other thing, and then I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna work three to four days a week, and. I don't care what happens. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, if I lose whatever, certain comforts in my life or I can't afford this, that, or the other thing, then that's cool, you know, because I need a little bit more time to do my music stuff. And it's been been fucking fine. I haven't been tripping about money or anything. It's been totally great. And like, it's a good move. Yeah. I mean, that's like the perfect balance. If you can. Yeah work your job and like your job yeah. allows you to do what's important to you. Then like yeah. you're, you're set, man. Like to yeah. me, that's to me, like oh. that's success. In totally. a way. You know? And I, I kind of went like on my own, you know, I was working for, well, I don't know how personal I want to get with this, but I was working for my dad's company and I kind of went and started doing my <laughs> own thing. And oh, now, sure. now I'm able to like totally create my own schedule and it's like, it's fucking, it's sick. <laughs> that's like it's way better right there yeah it's that's way awesome better, man it's yeah i'm really lucky right now i got i got a good thing going on for sure but i was that's also good, i was thinking man like because we were talking about these podcasts and stuff like 
this whole podcast, I've been thinking to myself, like, it's so sick to have this podcast. This is like the time when I just chill and like drink yeah. beer and talk to friends. It's true. Stuff. Yeah. It's like it rules. Yeah. Straight up. Exactly. Because I mean, like, <laughs> think about it. Like, would would we just probably call each other normally, like on a on a weekly basis, to just like I know. talk about this yeah. stuff? Probably uh, not. Probably, probably like, not. to have this, which is and, like, shot. I mean, that's shot. It is that shot. We wouldn't do that, but yeah. it is yeah. cool. It's like everyone that we ask to do this podcast. You know, people will like recommend people for us to have on the podcast and stuff but for us it's always worked the best when it's like our friends it's always we been have somewhat on. of a friend i guess so for the most part yeah it's always been some uh, a friend so it, it's just a good way to fucking catch up with people and say hey man what have you been up to and see everyone face to face because it's as much as you want to say that you would like FaceTime everyone on a weekly basis, it's just never going to happen. And if we did FaceTime, yeah. am I going to be like, all right, dude, I need all the details. Yeah, like give, like, uh, like asking you all the questions yeah, like of a, your need, entire life. I need exactly what it was like, you know. Yeah, tell me. <laughs> the whole why, recording. You know, yeah. It's not going to happen. All right, why, why is Joe not in your band yeah, anymore? You know, and it's like, you know, like, it right, doesn't matter. Here's yeah. the tea. Yeah, like, I don't, yeah it's like, uh, it's you know, I just care about you as a person and, and that stuff. But all of the other extra stuff comes along with the podcast. And it's cool it's to learn about to, like, It's fun to, like, make one long, like, big, like, catch-up session about it. It's like, totally that, that's, true. That's really the best part. And, like, the, the hardest thing, I think, sometimes is like for me like when people will hit up hit me up or, or something and it's 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 not like it's happening all the time so i'm not trying to sound like a hot shot here but it's like <laughs> every now and then someone will hit me up and be like really big fan of your podcast man would love to be a guest sometime and it's somebody i don't know or I've never yeah. talked to and I'm, just, and I'm just like hey man thanks for uh checking out thanks like, for the support really, bro really appreciate it yeah. thanks for the support bro like kind of have to ignore that second part of the question where i'm like well, who do we talk about yeah like, it's, it's, it really is a thing for me to manage and make for like personal friendly conversations. Absolutely. With I, I, I have to say, I like kind of weaseled my way onto your podcast. You didn't even know. I did some uh, mental jujitsu on you. Yeah, he was like, why the fuck isn't Dave Because you like, he was like, <laughs> like, yeah, I made a podcast. And I was like, Naveen was all sad. He was I was like, like all right, oh, how come he hasn't asked me to be on, to be on the podcast? The fuck? And then you Am posted I about the- it, and I was like, oh, it's pretty cool, man, that you started a podcast. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> dude you totally got me oh my because the funny thing was i was like preparing to ask you too and i was like dude how funny would it be to just have like my local band like like local band friends and be like hey here's my buddy naveen like you guys all know him and he's sick like here it is people be like oh well he has legit drummers on there and i was like oh it's cool you started a podcast man Damn. why aren't you asking your boy naveen yeah, like because we're we're kind of like that we're like embarrassed to like ask people to be on it you know but on the other yeah. side, like, I think about that a lot. I think about how I'm like, well, how come he hasn't asked me to be on it? Yeah, Fuck. I know. You know, like, because that was my initial response. Like, I was like, oh, he started a podcast. Why didn't he ask me? He should, he should immediately <laughs> ask me to be on it. You, you and, were, like, literally, like, number one on the list. I was like, I just got to see who I can, like, get yeah. at the right well, time. Well, because there's all this like, mental yeah, shit you're like, where you're like, I don't oh. know if, he, if he's going to want to do the podcast. Because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, okay, I'm asking my friends to be on there, and they're going to be like, oh, well. Naveen's trying to like you know make money on me or whatever like get over yeah, on we me. Yeah, because make money. But it's on like out from the from the like guest's point of view, yeah. it's like, dude, how come you don't ask me? What the fuck, yeah. you know? And like, yeah. So I have to keep that in mind because sometimes, like I said, we're a little bit embarrassed to be like, hey, dude, would you do my podcast? You know, because yeah. it's like I don't know. It sounds yeah. kind of corny coming out. Like, 
Hey, dude, we do, I, the, I, we do this I, podcast. I that, you should be on it. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, corny. It sounds I corny. I that all the time. And funny enough, I felt something similar like that. Like when you guys, uh, you're like, yo, recommend us some guests. I, I think, Chaney, you posted. You were like, recommend some guests. And then I was like, yo, like, what's up? And then you were like, <laughs> we'd love to make this happen. And then you guys had that long hiatus. I was like, well, I guess I missed my chance. Fuck. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and then you hit me up again. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. here we go. You know so what I, I feel bad about? It's better now. You though. know what I feel yeah. bad about? There were like probably five people I hit up before the hiatus that I have not hit up who were like who were hella down to do the podcast who i haven't hit up since we came back and they probably think that i hate them but that's not really the case it's just that i'm in the middle of writing an album and i'm so scatterbrained that i literally only in the last week have planned out our next month for the podcast and usually it's week by week but now it's like i i know it's like tuesday wednesday we're like all right we need to probably get it i mean we're not always I mean, our f- podcast wasn't even really meant to have guests in the beginning. You know what I mean? I don't we even know like, what our podcast just, was meant for. It was just going to be me and Chaney like talking about random shit. <laughs> but then it yeah. just kind of became kind of cool to have but a guest. But another honestly. thing is that That's people, yeah. like people, like you were saying that randoms will hit you up and be like, let me be a guest. And one thing about our podcast is that like when we started, we were having people come in real life and just hang out with us across from the t- across the table. And when you don't oh, yeah. necessarily know someone that well, that's an easy way to get to know them in real life. But over Zoom, it doesn't translate very well. Yeah, it can be so weird. like I can be weird. fully agree. So yeah. like I've been super hesitant over Zoom to have anyone that we don't know. And, and so far, it's like we're asking good friends of ours because it's like. You know, if we're not in real life talking, it's harder to to keep the conversation going for some reason. Yeah. I know it sounds weird, but it's like yeah, yeah. it's hard to keep the like conversation going if you don't really know a person. And a lot of people will come into the podcast thing and be expected uh, be expecting like a full blown questionnaire experience where yeah. podcasting yeah, yeah. is is different than yeah. interviewing. We don't in that do way. like. Or interview. I mean, I guess we ask people stuff, but we're not like. But it's right, it's literally things list. that come to our yeah. minds, like you know. It, yeah, like yeah, I've done some I, podcasts where I'll like get asked a question, and then I'll like say the answer, and then they'll like move on to the next question, and I'm like, dude, we could have just wrapped on that question for like a half hour. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. what I, why I are you moving on for you in an email? Yeah. yeah. Like why are you moving on? Like let's talk about what? Because I'll say something yeah. and be like, it's kind of like a little seed, you know? I'll like throw it out there, and it's like. Dude, you just—you blew yeah, it. I just threw you that ball. You, know, you missed the fucking. Yeah. You fucking blew it. I, I just I threw you that whenever, thing. And what the fuck, man? Straight. Whenever I have someone on mine, I just make like I have notes, but I just have like bullet points of like things I I yeah. want to ask them, yeah. and then like we go off on it. Yeah. Not just like answer the question, and it's not like, like I'm looking okay, at cool. the notepad, like all right, cool, wrap it up. Like I want to talk about this in depth, like and go back and forth and make it a casual conversation. It's just right. that I don't forget these things. But yeah, exactly. like just yeah. interview based podcasts are pretty lame. Like they're meant to be just a casual conversation. I know. And I, I always thought that about like um, just back in the day, whenever like my band would get interviewed or whatever, I'm like, what's up with these people? 
I know. It's like, why are you asking me what I played? Dude, I know. And like, it's like, for me, it's like, don't you guys what realize yeah. that I've been asked what it's like to be a girl in a band for the last 13 years of my fucking Jeez. life? Like, you can log on to the internet and just look <laughs> up, what does Cheney Crab think it's like to be a girl in a band? And you could come up with an answer, you know? It's like yeah. very non-inventive questions <laughs> that people yeah, are going I'm up sure with. after like the second or third time, you're, you're like... Like I don't want to answer this ever again. Yeah, like I mean, such a, it seems like so patronizing in a sense, where it's like, God. well, it's also one of those questions where it's like, okay, well, I've never been a guy in a band, so I don't know the fucking difference between being a girl in a band and being a guy in a band because mm -hmm. I've never like been a dude in a band. But it's really, it's one of those situations where it's like we're all in a band. And it's yeah. pretty much the same for everyone, except that we pee in a different way. You know, <laughs> it's like I have yeah. to get out of the van more at night. I can't piss into like a jug of uh, a, a water jug. So I have a harder time doing right. that. But it's a pretty right. shitty question. But, you know, it's just like interviews always <laughs> tend to like, I, I don't know. It does kind of annoy me. We'll get interviews like every time we put stuff out and it's like just the same 10 questions. And it's you, like, what's your name? Yeah. What do you, it's like, what do you play? You, uh, just look at my what's Wikipedia. What's your album about? Yeah. Uh, what can people expect from this release? Right. <laughs> it's like music. It's more mature. We feel good about it. It's heavy. It's melodic. Yeah. And then like anything Entheos is. Yeah. <laughs> like, you say well, all of those catchphrases, you know, like what's going to get them? Yeah, with like All a right. corny question, it's like anything you say just sounds corny, you know? Dude. Like, okay. And dude, like when You're I was really a kid, trying to I, I was like dying to do those interviews. And like now, <laughs> yeah. if I ever get like those questions, I'm like, oh, God, now I well, get it. Well, when you were <laughs> a kid, if you would have asked those questions when you were a kid as an interviewer, it would have been hella cute and people would have been, you know, Straight up, down. yeah. Like that was me like in that, that like frame of mind where I'm like, man, I hope I people want to interview me one day. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, totally. there is something to be said for that. If someone is interested in what you're that's, that's awesome. I know. Sure. It is awesome. We're I like, shouldn't be huh. talking shit, but I know, I'm just saying, if you're going to do... I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying, if you are a professional interviewer, like, it is cool. There's this guy, okay, there's this guy on the internet, he wears a hat, and he, like, interviews all of these uh, popular pop artists and shit and he'll ask the, the the like the crazy like red nardwar yeah dude and he'll yeah. ask them like all these questions that leave them being like how the fuck did this guy know that about me and then he's got gifts yeah and he has like, gifts for them like he'll have a gift from when they were 12 and they'll be like what the fuck but that's cool yeah. that's like really creative interviewing and we live in this in this time where everyone is trying to interview everyone so it's kind of like bring something different or interesting to the table. Absolutely. Like I, I always want like to like when someone does an interview, like I'm always hoping for like something out of the box that would make me be like, Oh shit. Like that's a good question. But yeah. like, it usually is like the, the kind of cookie cutter question. Well, So what would but, be an out of the box question that you would want to be asked and then answer it because <laughs> do an interview oh, for, your, yeah. for yourself. Interview yourself. See, I'm bad at that. No, like, you I, are I, bad at it, though. I bet, like I personal, bet there's something, right? there's something personal, personal that, like, you wish you would be asked, but no one has asked you. Yeah, and, like, it'll probably happen years later when I forget about it, and then someone will ask me, and I'm like, holy shit, like, like this is this is awesome. Like, that's, I don't know, I, I just want to be, like, semi-mind-blown in an interview at least once, or 
or just to say like, damn, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so do you, really do you know go, what it would like, be? Do you, what would you ask yourself? That's not going to happen today. So. Yeah, what would you ask yourself? Not- <laughs> Here's a mind-blowing question. What, Dave, what would you ask yourself if you're in a question, if you're in an interview with yourself? Damn. Oh, my God. Yeah, this is like being put on the spot, like hardcore. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, I'll think of it too. Let's see. Fuck. I don't know. Uh, they, uh, like, so Naveen, uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to get asked the question, right? I know. It'd have to be. Yeah, I really don't know. That's All right, like, well, Cheney, that's what's like your question? Stumper. What's your question? I don't know. So none of no, it's a question like, that nobody can ask have myself like, what's, it's a common what's the most, the like, what's the most like defining point in your life that made you choose doing metal over so I got, I got over oh, doing God. any other yeah. kind of music because i, I would that. say that this is a very easy. hard road to follow i can name, i can name that easy what is it march 2001 dude uh, dying fetus distraught opposition tour that's what made there's you like 20 metal. people there i'm just like i'm doing that that's what i'm doing what about what about you dave was Period. there like a moment where you were like this because i had already I listened to, to heavy music hold on a second i'm not done I had already listened to heavy music. I was already like into hardcore and metal and like Slipknot, you name it. And then I found out about Dying Fetus and I went to the fucking... Did you just do a whip it? <laughs> I did not do a whip it. I swear to God. <laughs> okay. No, he's got a vape pen. Oh, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I'm a loser vaping. Let's not, let's not focus on that. People are going to flame me in the comments. Dude, I just heard a noise and I was like, this motherfucker is doing a whip it. No, maybe weird. that's why his voice is fucked. <laughs> it could be. Dude, I kind of like, I don't even smoke, but I was like, damn, this vape thing pr- seems pretty sick. No, it you doesn't, know? man. So I it's got... No, no offense, Dave. I got a I'm, vape. I, I know I suck. I'm sure that I your vape... No, I mean, you don't suck. You, Your vape, I'm sure it tastes like candy or I know, I birthday wish I could cake. Smell caramel. Are you a caramel guy? No, I'm like a... Uh, right now, it's like raspberry <laughs> lemonade with like the cool like feeling in it like okay oh, menthol, mint. like the menthol. ice thing yeah it's, so do you smoke God, weed <clears throat> i can't it it literally like knocks me out yeah Whoa. no matter what i go for like do you remember when we were at nam and i hit you up i was like hey i have a whole like leftover bag of like edibles do you want them i can't yeah. take it yeah like i was like because when we got to to california First thing in the morning, obviously, Chris and Danny are like hitting up the delivery service, like to like the the motel we stayed at. <laughs> yeah, of course. And they're and I'm like just waking up, and they're like, "Yo, Dave, it had to be a fifty dollar minimum, so we got you some gummies, bro." And like edibles were like my favorite at the time. I had like the best experience of my life on on just like until you got to California, and then you're like, "Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not doing that." No thanks. And yeah, so they got me like these two like sour patch watermelon like edibles. I was like, "Okay, that's sick." We see animals that that night for free at the at like the middle like Thursday section. or Friday, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and and so I, I popped one like right before that, and it was like the best way I could have experienced animals for the first time ever. So I was like, all right, this this is sick. And yeah. then I, I don't know what happened to the other one. Then they went to a dispensary, and then I, I asked her like the girl like specifically. I'm like, all right, I want something that is just chill. I don't want to feel like. I'm going to panic or I'm going to freak out or <laughs> yeah. anything like, like I need to get to a bed immediately. I just want to have like a nice time where I can be like managed, like pretty much a light buzz. 
Yeah. And so she was like, this is exactly what you want. And gave it to me. And she was wrong. And dead, <laughs> dead fucking wrong. We, we get we get invited to uh, the, the after show at Chain Reaction. It's Issues playing a free show at Chain Reaction. I was like, cool. We get to finally go to Chain Reaction and see Issues for free. Had one of those before the show. And halfway through the set, I am like freaking out. And I, I yeah. looked at Chris. And I was the one like with like my name on the like the rental vehicle. So I was like, guys, before this gets any worse, we have to go. I'm sorry. Oh, I was fuck. like, I'm not trusting you guys yeah. to drive. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I won't eat when weed. it's so good. I won't eat it. Dude, no, edibles will fuck you. I've I've two okay, so one experience. I went to Denver. Now, hold on a second. I've so I've seen Cheney who can hold her. Yeah, own I'm a I am a smoking. I am a stoner, like yeah. full blown stoner. And I I'm smoke like, weed yeah. all day. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So I, if that happens to her, if I take it, you're, you're gonna throw me in a fucking mental. Well, asylum. one time I was in Denver with my best friend, um, and we like had gone and seen Bass Nectar and shit. You know, we were just partying in Denver for a week. I went and stayed there with him, and we got a a full blown brownie, like a hundred milligram brownie. Uh, before we left and I ate it on my way to the airport. So I was walking through security and I fucking blacked out and passed out in security. And I was lying on the ground, like passed the fuck out for like <laughs> 20 seconds. And I could hear people around me. Luckily, my friend was with me and she was like, oh, God, Cheney. OK, we got to get her up. And pe I could hear people around me like, what's wrong with her? What's going on? Is she going to be OK? And after like. 20 or 30 seconds I snapped out of it but I was surprised that no one had brought the cops over or like brought security you know I didn't get in trouble no thanks but, like, yeah she pass. just does that yeah it's like that's like, happened to me twice like full-blown panic attacks where I just pass the fuck out and black out Not doing it. and then we were in Amsterdam the last day of or or it was after the European tour that we did together. We, as a band, decided to stay mm -hmm. in Amsterdam no, which for, was for an extra sick. two days. No, okay, hold on a second. So our, I gotta remember what. I, okay, I remember what I was talking about before. Now I, I can. Yeah, I got bookmarks going on on this conversation. <laughs> so we, it was cheaper to fly out of Amsterdam. It was cheaper to fly. So out of Amsterdam. what we did was tour ended in Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf, mm -hmm. and we're like, all right, let's go. We rented a minivan. Yeah. And we put ourselves and all the shit that we brought in the minivan, and then we went and stayed in a hostel in Amsterdam. Amsterdam. And for dude, I fucking. Well, we stayed for two days, but the band stayed with us for a yeah. day. And Chan and I were like, we're going to stay for a mm -hmm. couple days. And yeah. Dude, I think about that all the time because you guys were all, we were, our sleep schedule, if you want to call it that, on that tour was stay up till like 9 a.m. and then. Yeah, it was like a very drunk. It was like and insanity. Like this is a problem. And it was a tour <laughs> which filled is funny with because shenanigans. When, when you met me, it was and like me. It we, was honestly bouncing back from that. Like, yeah. All right, I've done. Yeah, you the were like one beer. Or, yeah. Or like, yeah. Like, I have, you. I have one, one or two drunk days. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, it was you like, met. You met us at the fittest that both so of us that, have ever been. So that was because of what we did in Europe. It was because we got so <laughs> fucked yeah, up in like Europe gained, that we felt like total like yeah losers. Like gained like heaviest in my life. Like okay, I'm just this is horrible. And like, we were just I'm like gonna... drinking, and there were poppers, and it was like it was a really like um dude. I I, I added it up. I added it up, and I was like, I think I drank. 10 to 20 drinks a day. Yeah. And I'm not trying to brag. 
I'm not trying well, to we brag. Were I'm not trying to brag. Like, That's what I did. We were existing like aliens. Yeah, yeah it was like weird. there, there was. It was weird. You know, you get all kinds of free beer there. We were getting a bottle of scotch every single night. Every band gets a bottle every yeah. night in Europe. So like, Beyond Creation would get like a bottle of whiskey, and Gorod would get like uh te- vodka or yeah, some shit. French and then and you know insane. people would get insane. wine, and we would have scotch, and we would all be trading drinks every night. And Everyone on the tour liked to party. Like yeah, there was, was not bad. one. Usually, person there's who like was sober. a band who's like on like who's like Europe looking sh- down yeah, on you. Usually, so there's a like band who's like these people fucking suck. Like they're drunk every night. But this was like this was like every all single of us person were fucked up every night. Like, dude, there were yeah. several nights on that tour where we would like stay up and we were blasting music through the bus while it was like roaming around Europe. And we would be putting on a light show because you can like click lights on the bus. So we were like playing dance music and like 20 different fucking fucked up people were like, yeah, screaming and and putting on the light show. And then it's like you open the the blinds and it's like, it's light outside. Yeah. So we were really, you met us like when we were bouncing back from I was like, all right, we did that. Now we're going to go militant, like workout people. Like we're going to fucking. last night, the last night of that tour, we went to Amsterdam in a van we decided to stay in amsterdam we went through the red yeah. light district and everything and we were drinking and it's like honestly the red light district isn't as cool as i would have imagined she because i was so head. bummed because there were so many hot girls but it's like they were all on their cell phone they're all like sitting uh, on their phone yeah. like you know whatever <laughs> so anyway we were walking through the whole red light district and everything and as we were walking back to our hostel um i think it was travis found like a an, a wrapped brownie like astro brownie hella weed brownie on the ground so oh, me shit. and tim and travis and michael our sound guy all split it and, and I'm like, we no, no, it was probably that, like obviously. it was probably like <laughs> four o'clock in the morning when we went to bed and none of us woke up until three or four the next day. Like we were so Just fucked up. It was the craziest <clears throat> dude. And we split it. I was so fucked up. Like yeah, no, it was the it. craziest edible I've ever taken in my life. But long story short, even though I told the long version edibles, just fuck <laughs> with you in a totally different way, man. They're just a yeah. totally different drug. But the funny the funniest thing is like the first one I ever had, uh, we were, we were on tour and it was like, it was Thanksgiving and and they found a dispensary. We were in Colorado. I don't remember what part exactly, but like the show the next day was in or the day before. I can't remember. It was in, uh, in Denver. And so they all go to the dispensary. Joe gets like the full, like 100 milligram bar. It's like breaks off into to 10 milligram pieces. Oh. And like, you know, Chris and Danny would turn around like, hey, Joe, you want to share a little or something like that? He's like, no, fuck you guys. I'm eating the whole thing. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like eating the whole thing. And I'm like, no. oh, my, oh my God. God, dude. And then, and then he just looks over at me and he's like, hey, Dave, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> it gives me like a piece. And I'm like, for real? And everyone's like looking at me like, you going to do it? I'm like, yeah, he just <laughs> kindly gave me like a piece of it. So like I took it. <laughs> And we went to a Chinese buffet because it was the only thing that was open on Thanksgiving. And how much did you eat? You had the munchies up in there. Oh, I ate so much. Yeah, like three plates worth, like ice cream, everything. It was oh, going nuts. Rest in peace buffets, man. I know. Straight up. And, and like, I think I was like done with my second plate and I was like, when is this thing going to kick in? I was like, I thought edibles were supposed to be crazy. And I stood up and it was just instantly like, woo, like that moment. <laughs> and I, but it wasn't bad. 
it was just yeah. like the best high I ever had. I was like, that was great. And so after that, I was like, man, edibles are the way to go. Uh, and so that was always my choice. No. But like they were great for a while, but then it was that that one that was dispensary recommended to me that was that just fucked me up. And I just yeah, I I trust can't touch it. I don't trust it. Yeah. I don't trust it. I haven't touched it ever since. The thing is, if you take like a super low, <laughs> if you take like five or 10 milligrams, even 20 to me, it's okay. And it doesn't like make me feel crazy. But if I take more than that, then I'm going through a straight panic attack. Like I'm thinking of things that I said when I was 13 years old. Like, yeah. why no, did I say that, that to fucking, that. To, to Nick in, in eighth grade? Why would I have ever done that? I sound like an idiot, you know? It's so wait, like, what were the dollar doses? Dollar doses were only five milligrams. Yeah, because I, I, wor I worked like, for a weed. Company. Okay, so she was like, she worked for this company who made these like little. Did I take those on tour when we when we were on tour together? I what, had what like they? these little like dollar dose suckers that I would take on tour because the I brand worked, was dollar. Dose. I worked for a oh. weed company, hmm. and each of them were five milligrams of THC, but they were super sugary, and I didn't really like to eat them. But I had an entire bag of like probably five hundred of them. I think shit. I took I it on, anyway, I I ate it on one the of those and I was that. like, all right, yeah, this is getting weird for me. And it was, that's five milligrams. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I, I like I, smoking I, weed. I just, I'm not trying to eat it. That's not my thing. Yeah. Weed, weed fucks like straight up smoking weed fucks me up too. But I have to realize I lied. I have to call myself out on it. I have <laughs> had it like twice since then, but because I think three or four of my aunts on my dad's side, they all have like medical cards. And so like, oh. they're always, they're like ripped all the time. And it's just so funny, like seeing way later in life, just my my aunt like just ripping a pen, or like they're <laughs> yeah. like we we got these cookies, but they're like they're like protein, like like weed infused like protein cookies. <laughs> I'm like I'm like this is awesome. And so they came over last week because my aunt was like going in for surgery and like she needed some like positive family time before like going into surgery. And so we're like hanging out and. Then my mom just like whips out like the cookies like from the freezer and she's like she doesn't even ask me she just puts one in front of me my mom's like I'm getting wine buzzed Aunt Liz is, is getting is getting you know ripped so join us and I was like okay because it was like those were the lighter doses but my aunt was like dude she could take the amount that could like knock out a hippo and be fine yeah like she's just like her tolerance is so high so. I took that and it was like pretty normal at first. Then I like finished a beer and then yeah. it like kicked oh, in. Oh yeah. And like it wasn't bad, but I was like, oh, this is perfect. Like this feels good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. then like at Teetering. some point I just got up, Teetering went to the couch. The yeah. And I just passed the fuck out at like yeah. nine o'clock. <laughs> I was like, dude. It's the best why? sleep. I'll tell you that much. It is really good sleep. <laughs> it's perfect. I, I'm like taking melatonin almost every night, but I'm like, dude, that, that cookie was the bomb the protein that's protein. awesome so you gotta like see your family and hang out with them a lot yeah pretty really like, i live uh i live like less than 10 minutes from from most of my family up the road and you know my my grandma she lives like five minutes the other way so we're all like pretty close close-knit um that's pretty awesome. much everyone like lives almost in the same town or at least the neighboring town what town do you live in i live in jackson which is the are place in like, new jersey that no one's ever heard of are right? you uh pretty much is it yeah. like we're, south like west. yeah yeah where yeah. do you live from where it's it's like more more south it's i, don't, I mean it's not far from like where like i guess central jersey is. i don't know like Some asbury people, central 
Yeah, like I live like uh, 20 minutes from Asbury. Okay. okay. Naveen's cousins are from Asbury, so that's where we like always, you know. Yeah, yeah. my aunt and uncle live there. Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I used to go ever, there like every summer. Yeah. Dude, it, next time you're there, hit me up. I'm literally not far at all. Yeah, yeah like, gotta gotta beer you garden. Gotta go. Beer garden, dude. Yeah. Beer garden is so sick. Oh, you've been there? I've actually only oh, been yeah. there once. Plenty oh, of times. that yeah. place and fucking rules, yeah, man. I have I have a world of places to show you in Asbury. That yeah, that yeah. one street that it's on, like, well, yeah. it, it's on, like, I think Lake Ave. But if, like, you just cross over the next block, Cookman Ave, everywhere is great. Like, yeah, Tallulah's kinda, Pizza. Yeah. But that, that fucking burger that they have at Beer Garden is, like, the only burger I've ever eaten with my eyes closed. Because it wow. was just perfect the whole time. I was like, this Damn. is... I think wow. we just got like pretzels. I think we got a pretzel, yeah, because yeah. we were going to get dinner later that night. So do you oh, yeah. feel like, uh, is Jersey like a part of you? Are you Jersey? Yeah, I'm not like a Jersey he's, represent. He's super Jersey. But, like, he's but super you Jersey. like, if I saw you on the street, I might be this guy's Jersey. <laughs> you know? Maybe. I don't know. I'm always curious. I'm always curious. No, you, don't, like... you don't have like a crazy Jersey accent or anything, but there's just like a thing about you kids from Jersey. I guess so. Yeah, you like like beat down metal and shit. You like this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's there's that for sure. Sometimes we like garbage music, but then we also like our, we have our our preferences and our tastes, and uh, we have that signature attitude. But yeah, it, it definitely lives within us. But yeah, I don't know. I just born born and raised here, and you know, I'm comfortable here. Like yeah, it it wouldn't. I don't know. It wouldn't. It doesn't really cross my mind often. Like where would I move to? Or like, where, where's like my future? I'm like, I wouldn't be upset living here. Yeah. It's yeah. expensive and stuff, but like, well, what's expensive, work. bro? Well, I mean, I still live with my parents, so I'm that guy, but, but I mean, but what's like rent. Okay. So for a three, but what we have here, we have a three bedroom, one bath house. What would that cost in Jersey to rent? <laughs> uh, doesn't know. Doesn't know the market. I, I, I don't. I don't know for sure, <laughs> but I mean, like you guys, like are living comfortably where two you're grand, at. Like two grand, two thousand bucks. Probably 25, a little bit more than that. No yeah. fucking way. Yeah, it's the same as here. See, that's it's, the thing. It's, it's like insane. You know, we start to think about moving away, and it's like, well, anywhere else where we had this setup, it would cost the same. Yeah, we've got kind of a deal where we're at. Right yeah, now. I mean, we, you know, a one. I, I know for a fact. I've seen like some one bedroom apartments that just look like shit that are like 12 to 1500 a month. Holy shit. It sucks. Yeah, that's legit. So that's why I'm just like really saving up. And like, the thing is too, it's like, I don't know like how I would be like really just kind of like living completely on my own. Yeah. Like not to get like fully personal, but it's like when it comes to like getting a place of my own, it's like, I want it to be like with the woman I'm going to be with the rest of my life. Or like, do you have a woman friend. that you're gonna be with for the rest of your life? Not now. So, looking ladies, for. if you're watching this, yeah, hit me up. For. Yeah, Dave's yeah. a good guy. Know. He's got a good we're haircut. For... He's clean. He's from Jersey. Yeah. He is so, confirmed. Which means it'll confirmed be confirmed. Owns one pair of Yeezys. Confirmed owns Yeezys. <laughs> yeah. So if you're can, a ratchet ass money, bitch, so you, you like can that, sell yeah. it. <laughs> if you're ratchet, you can steal his Yeezys and sell them. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like either like I want to be like with the person I'm going to be with like for the rest of my life or hopefully the rest of my life and then or like just the best friend. But it's like, yeah, the best friends that I have are also like in positions where it's like they are still young. 
Yeah. And yeah. their their parents like understand they're like, well, we're we're not trying to kick you out of here. Are you like having you here? Are you are you that kind of guy though? Are you like looking for love or are you looking for a Tinder date? Are you looking for are you like on Tinder like ghosting sad, people sad dude man I'm, I'm on all like almost all of them but like i don't pay attention to them right now it's, it's <laughs> oh he's gonna ghost you he's gonna ghost you. no he's not ghosting he's looking for love dude. oh he's looking for it's, love for a while flavor of like, dave let's just see what's let's just see what's out there and then dave it was of like love. dave of love <laughs> dave of love holy shit <laughs> we've been watching a lot of daisy of love Do don't you know? say that on here dude. <laughs> sorry wait wait remind me which one is daisy, it's daisy. Fucking on. horrible. okay so worst. daisy tried to date brett Hi, michael party's here <laughs> Yo, yeah. Daisy tried to date Brett Michaels, I think, and she got rejected. So then she has her I own remember. show called Daisy of Love, and we've been watching that. Are that. you like a? Are you like the type of guy who would who would like go on Daisy of Love and? Oh fuck no! I'm not that <laughs> desperate. Like I'll wait. Like I don't mind. Like, but I just like I just jumped into too many relationships, and like it was like pretty bad. Like. The relationship I was in, like when I was on like tour with you guys, that was like the worst shit ever, and it was like a long yeah. distance thing, and it was oh, just no. not. Like, well, what was bad was, about it though? Was it that it was long distance, or was it that it was the worst shit ever? It was a, 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 a like a mix of that, but it was also kind of like uh, I kind of jumped into it and like thinking I'm like I can do this. This seems like right, and you know, but then there was just so much that I I was not aware of with that person where I was like, oh this is not worth the distance. And yeah. it was just kind of one of those things, but like, I'm, I'm like past that. Like I try not to like look back on it in like a negative way, but it was just like one of those things where I was in a weird state of mind around then. So like just jumping into that and thinking like, this is different. This is exciting. I can do this. But yeah. I was like, Oosh. but like, I mean, you guys made long distance work and it's like, not really the, the though. Coolest. Not really. Cause not we, really. well, Naveen and I were only together for like three months before we moved in together. So we oh, made we, we made long distance work from California and Iowa and for like literally a months, I think it was like the first us. time that we had hung out for two weeks straight we were living together. Yeah. So that Damn. but but to roll be the dice. fair, roll, there were a lot the dice of, on that one. To be fair, there are <laughs> there were a lot of people. I think. Well, I don't think there were a lot of people, but I think that there were people around us who may have been like, I don't know what these two are getting themselves into. Oh, you know, I, probably everyone. Yeah. I mean, come on. So if you're it, a normal, it doesn't if you're a, always seem. If you're like, a normal human being, you're gonna be like, what are you? What the yeah, fuck is going but, on here? But this but is we've been, now yeah. we've been together for ten years, so it's like you That's know, amazing. So yeah. Yeah. haters can su so, suck it. Yeah, yeah. but. Here's what I will say, though, <laughs> that is something from our relationship is that it always felt right. Like yeah. there was never yeah. any snag at the beginning. <clears throat> now there are That's snags perfect. every day. Now I'm like, what am I doing? With this guy? <laughs> but, you know, it's like when you know, you actually do know. And I know that that sounds like super weird to wow. say, but it's like Naveen and I very much knew that we. <laughs> it's, it's like magic. <laughs> The but next uh, but album, your next album should just be called Anthios A Love Story. It's just about a love story. <laughs> God. But you know what I mean? It's like when you, it, it, it does sound cheesy, but it's like when you know, you actually do know. And I'm assuming, I'm not going to go out there and like be this crazy like person, but I'm assuming that in your the relationships that you had, you might have like had a little hunch in the back of your mind that it's like, I don't know, but I'm still going to try. Here, yeah, yeah. It's It's possible, you know, I mean, like I, I was like 
in like a, a one relationship for like four years. And like, it was just like, I was kind of like thinking about other things. Like, unfortunately, like I was, I was kind of in a, a bad mental state like around then. So that like definitely pushed like that towards the end. And then it was not long after that, like not long at all when like the whole long distance thing came into play. And I was like, I was just like, yeah, let's go. I, just, I need something fresh and different. And like, that's yeah. what like, made me realize kind of later on like after finding out other things i was like yeah this is not right for me and not right for like my mental health like i need to be going the opposite direction yeah and like try to make something actually possible work well, like you're, this you're also a touring guy and i can't imagine that yeah, that it rough. is like fun to be a touring guy who's in a relationship <laughs> it it can be kind of it was kind of tough um but like you know, now I, I realize that it, it wasn't as hard as I thought. I just wasn't, I wasn't trying or I wasn't putting in the effort to, to making it work as much as possible. Like I wasn't being like a piece of shit, like on the road or like, I wasn't like cheating on my girlfriend at that. Like I, I despise that shit. Yeah. But like, I actually remember those... you talking about your girlfriend because I think that she was like going to come out to a date on the, the tour or something. So, yeah. And it, it was just like, you know, one of those things where like, I was always respectful on the road. Like I never like like I don't understand like people sometimes how they could just be like, Oh dude, I'm out on the road. It, it happens. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you're just not trying. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's also like, what happens when like alcohol and drugs come into yeah, play. It's not, you know, it's like a hundred percent. Also, if, if there's like a little tour is like, um, winning the lottery, you know, it's like whatever little thing is in there, it's going to just get amplified like by a million. Yeah. Right? It's like, if there's a chance, yeah, like I was saying, like that if, at home you wouldn't want to be with that person. Then on tour, uh, uh, it's, it's like that's it. it. Yeah, it's yeah, it. it's not gonna happen. So like, like, like I said, it's like okay, maybe at home I like to drink like you know five, five you know drinks would be like a crazy night or whatever. Yeah. Then on tour, it's gonna be fifteen drinks. It's right, a, is a crazy night. Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's amplified. It's like it's yeah, everything. everything's amplified. For yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. So if you have some sort of thing where you want to maybe get with some other girls or whatever, that's in the back of your mind. And you go on tour, it's, dude, it's not going to, you're going to just, yeah. you're going to go. Yeah. You're going to go. The fucked up, you know? Like the fucked up thing was always, it was like when I was in a relationship, there would be like that one weird show, like every once in a while where like, it was only when I was in a relationship, I, I'd be at merch and then like some girl would approach me and like, she'd be like, Hey, my friend thinks you're cute. I just see like the girl standing <laughs> behind me like, at the bar and, and I'm like, like, Oh no. I'm like. Why, like, why does this have to be like when I'm in a relationship? Because now <laughs> I just feel like guilty in a sense that I'm like, even like, yeah, okay, what's up? Like, it was just one of those things, but like, yeah, that when I was single, it'd be like, no one would like look, bat an eye at me. I'm like, man, what is going on? Like, the yeah. world is, <laughs> the world is twisted. Right. That's how it is, man, out there. That is how tour, it is, dude, for sure. But are you guys like talking about tour or probably not, right? It's just like not a thing that's I gonna mean, happen or. We we definitely talk about it sometimes. Like there, there's like, some hey, we we might go on tour sometime in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I we, wish we, we, I wish we could go on tour again together. That'd be sick. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I can't like say what it is like on like on air like, but like we did get like one offer for something like next year in the spring. So like hopefully that works out because it would be incredibly sick. And then there's just been other talks about little things that could possibly work. Yeah. But like we did get an an actual offer for something next year. So. Uh, awesome as long as things work out and you know people take the proper precautions and hopefully we can make that happen because yeah that'd be sick dude <laughs> that'd be so sick bucket if, list thing 
Yeah. I mean, even me, I'm like kind of jaded, and I'm like the type of guy to be like, oh, whatever shows or I don't care. But even me at this point, I'm kind of like, fuck, I'm ready to go do something yeah. for real. Yeah, you know, like it, it feels be... so good to just get back on stage, man. Yeah, if, I know. If the world was like, all right, everything's unlocked, we're good to go. Like next week, I'd be like, let's go. <laughs> Time fuck. to go. So, yeah, let's fucking do it, man. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cool. I'd be like 100% practice mode again, like all the time. Right. Yeah. That is I'm true. unfortunately taking bigger breaks from practice than I, I should be right now. It's just like, you know, some days I get home, I'm exhausted, and, you know, other things in the equation, and I'm just like, I don't want to play you gotta right cut now. A, you got to cut a playthrough for that new song, man. What's up? I know. I'm trying to uh, see that. Yeah. Def- definitely going to do playthroughs right this time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know, I care about this record too much to not put out, like, playthroughs for it. Like, yeah. Totally. Let me and I'm pumped to do it. I want to see it. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have Austin uh, Arch, Archie uh, shoot him because dude, he he does great like video work for playthroughs and shit, which I I was never like fully aware of. Yeah, then he was like, awesome. dude, hit me up, hit me up to shoot him. I was like, yeah, let's do it, and yeah. then get like the same, get our producer to like record him. Yeah, absolutely, It'd be yeah, perfect. That, that'd be amazing. We should definitely do that. Hell yeah! Definitely. All right, man, we're at two hours and ten minutes, so we're probably gonna. So, this might, be, this might be our longest podcast ever. I don't know. No, I think we've had what, like a two and a half hour. Oh, maybe. maybe. I don't know. It's, it's this, nearing. Is, this is up there. It's yeah. nearing. But we love awesome. you. We love your band. Yeah, man. And oh, yeah, we love having you on, man. So thank you for coming on. Love you guys, on. too. Thank yeah. you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Hell yeah. All right, man. Well, we'll link everybody to the All the Sentinel shit because it's a band shit. we think you guys need to listen to. Like, you got to gotta hear right. Sentinels. All right, brother. Thank we'll you check guys. you out soon. Peace. Have a good week. Peace. Me too.